The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Friday. 888-933-93. After talking about the release of the JFK files that have been secret and hidden for you know upwards of 50 years now. And then kind of kicked down the road a little bit uh, by President H.W. Bush in 1992. Said, ah, in 25 years, we'll let that president worry about it. So, yesterday's the day and the big release. And as a few people suggested yesterday, nothing came of it. <laughs> the CIA is not just... The intelligence community is just not go- going to allow us to know what happened. I, I'm pretty convinced now. I mean, that... Hmm. You're not holding out till April? Huh? You think Uh, April? No, No, because April, the same thing's going to happen. Yes, it is. Trump basically said he had to do this. He had no choice. Bull crap. Shut up. There's there's nothing there that's really... What could possibly be there that after 54 years is a national security risk? There's nothing. They said foreign affairs risk, too. They they named a bunch of risks that... uh, that forced them supposedly into keeping a lot of these documents from us and redacting some of it. And foreign affairs was one of them, which makes it sound like Russia had something to do with it. Huh? Uh, cynics suggested all along that the spy agencies would intervene to leave at least some of the historical records surrounding the assassination obscured. And of course they were right. I was naive. I don't know how I could be naive after all this time. (laughs) I just kind of thought, all right, it's Donald Trump. This is what he does, right? This is one of the things people love about him. He's just going to throw caution to the wind and do it just because he wants to. Eh, no. Not so much. At the very last, like they had 25 years to go over those documents (laughs) and see if anything was threatening on a national security level. Yeah, but you make it sound like they had... A full 25 years. I mean, take off the mm-hmm. weekends. They only work business hours on weekdays. Not to mention holidays. Thank you. I mean, Vacation time. Right. So he cut him a little slack. Uh, that cuts it down to maybe 23 years. Okay. And uh, that's just not enough time. Mm-hmm. Like I said. With the clock ticking down to the deadline uh, yesterday, Spooks jammed the White House with hundreds of last-minute requests for redactions, <laughs> leaving the president with an impossible choice to either release everything and further alienate them or allow himself to be strong-armed by his own spies, which is what he did. <laughs> Given that the FBI and CIA have been able to see this moment coming for 25 years, yeah, it's impossible to see why this was necessary at the last second. Pisses me off. I've got a thought. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Donald Trump take the time that he would be spending uh, on tweeting over the next six months and read these redacted files mm-hmm. so that he can decide what should be released? That why does he nice. personally read through them, sir? He tweeted this morning uh, something about happy birthday to Lee Greenwood. Uh, Make America Great Again, your beautiful song has, has been so appreciated. Yeah, it's not that Lee Greenwood. It's <laughs> some lawyer from D.C. <laughs> so that particular Lee Greenwood, as I said on Glenn's show, is still wrapping up his set from the Rally for America in Huntington, West Virginia from 2003. He was, <laughs> he was doing going. the 4.9 millionth chorus of God Bless the USA. 
<laughs> if you were of... there, if you weren't there, uh, I'll, I'll explain. Uh-huh. We were all tired at the end of a long, hot, humid day. There'd been, I don't know, five or six or seven musical a- acts, speeches that lasted. A Glenn's speech alone, I think, was a six-hour extravaganza. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> and then we had other speakers. So everybody just wanted to go home. He's the last act. He's supposed to do two or three songs <laughs> and get off. He did like 19 songs. We're like, get off the stage! <laughs> oh my so, gosh i mean he's got a lot pent up you know i mean it's probably been a yes. while since he got to play a concert and had to and he made the most of it made the most. <laughs> uh what we did find out i guess uh mexico was a cooperative partner with the u.s in many ways from helping to wiretap the soviet and cuban embassies well prior to well prior to the assassination to thorough attempts to investigate lee harvey oswald's ties in the country after kennedy's murder so mexico helped you know big deal who cares Sources told the CIA that Oswald had deposited $5,000 in a Mexican bank. Uh, Mexico traced all deposits in Mexican bank. Looking for the money, they found no such transaction. Mm. Eh, so the, the somewhat interesting thing turned out not to be even accurate. The FBI closely monitored the activities of attorney and conspiracy advocate Mark Lane, who was representing Marguerite Oswald, the mother of uh, Lee. According to an FBI source, a bizarre meeting with Mr. Lane that he had with a Polish journalist in January 1964 saw wild conspiracy theories tossed around, including a ridiculous claim in a far-right Italian newspaper that J.D. Tippett, the Dallas policeman killed by Oswald shortly after Oswald shot Kennedy, was the real presidential assassin, and that Jack Ruby had killed Tippett. Uh, bizarre. <laughs> the CIA document alleges that Oswald may have been accompanied on his mysterious September 1963 trip to Mexico City by El Mexicano. Mm. He's believed to have been Francisco Rodriguez Tamayo, captain of the Cuban Rebel Army 57, until he defected to the U.S. That's kind of interesting because that ties in Cuba. And it's been long, <clears throat> long speculated that Cuba had something to do with the, uh, with the shooting. Uh, There was a memo from J. Edgar Hoover capturing the drama of the days after his death. Uh, He, shortly after Jack Ruby fatally shot Lee Harvey Oswald, was moved from one jail to another. There is nothing further on the Oswald case, Hoover said, except that he is dead. The thing I'm concerned about, Hoover writes, and so is Mr. Katzenbach is having something issued so that we can convince the public that Oswald is the real assassin. Hmm? Wait, what was that? So does that mean he wasn't the real assassin and they were trying to convince us of that? That kind of sounds like it, right? He was referring to Nicholas Katzenbach, the deputy attorney general, and Hoover expresses anxiety that the killing... Of the assassin of of Oswald may spur undesirable doubts among Americans. He said, "The thing I am concerned about, and so is Mr. Katzenbach, is having something issued so that we can convince the public that Oswald is the real assassin." Ah, uh-huh. that's very strange. Uh huh. That's yeah, very strange. Tis. It, it could mean that yes, he is, but they won't think he is because now he's been killed. It's how you want to interpret it. Or it could be he's not, and we're just trying to convince you that he is. But uh, well, we'll probably never know. Not, not at least not in this life. 
That is one of the conspiracies that I'd like solved on the other side. And then we'll, we'll know. Uh, 888-900-3393. It's a day when you can call us with whatever's on your mind. If there's uh, something we've talked about during the week that you wanted to sound off about, feel free. Or weeks past. Uh, or something that's been stuck in your craw for a while and you just got to get it off your chest. Wait a minute. Or out of your craw. Yeah. How about your, how's it yeah, your craw I've doing? Had my craw surgically removed. So nothing gets stick it, stuck in it anymore. That's good planning. I thought so. Huh. Uh, also, we have, uh, we have something interesting from Nancy Pelosi, who we've been saying for a while, maybe there's something wrong with Nancy Pelosi. She's the former Speaker of the House. She's now the minority leader in the House. And she can't seem to articulate actual points of view or, or what she is intending to say anymore without having a really, really hard time. Take a look at this. As she attempted to, to talk about, I don't even know what, and she kind of fails. Here it is. What an eventful morning it has been. Really one uh, that marks a transfer <laughs> of, for, uh, transformative moment when President uh, Bush left office. The deficit mm. was $1.4 trillion. Uh, trillion dollars. What? $1.4 trillion. Uh, what? Trillion dollars. Uh-huh. So you're talking about an enormous amount of money that the the national <laughs> debt had increased by an enormous amount as i said the other day eight, and we saw the pie crust uh, the pie chart saw the pie crust this is about the american people <laughs> and what? how policy here affects <laughs> them money we want low instead uh, let's go to the table to wow jeez well yes because we're, we're here for the american people uh, education being essential education by the way being any money spent on education, the, huh? nothing brings more money to the Treasury than investing in education, the mental health agency that is there to, uh, to address these needs. Holy cow. The it should be addressing your needs. Declaring an emergency means he can have access to the declaring an emergency, I've, you know, the House and Senate, Democrats, Republicans, and the White House as to uh, uh, what when that will happen it has to happen soon it has to happen soon so that we can have it done uh by the um the end of the, con- con- uh, the continuing resolution which is what the first or second wow. week in december <sighs> the end of the con- con- uh, the continuing resolution okay i wow there is what what is <laughs> happening to her brain I mean, and that's nothing that's good. And I'll right. tell you that. And, and I'm not being facetious or, mm-hmm. or mocking her here. Right. That's, uh, I think there's a real concern there. She's a powerful person yeah. in the Congress. And I don't think she's operating right. at a high level. And right a year now. from now, when she becomes Speaker of the House again, that's going to be even more ridiculous. Holy cow. That, I mean, that we just heard from the pharmacist to the House and the Senate. The guy that brings all of their medications to them because, you know, they're the elite. They shouldn't have to go get their own medication. Somebody brings them directly to them while they're being fanned with palm leaves. But anyway, <laughs> he expressed, now he didn't say who it was, but he expressed concern that there are people on serious medication or, or medication that is treating serious, serious illnesses like Alzheimer's disease, which she might be in the early stages of. I don't know. 
Shouldn't we be asking these questions and demanding some answers from the people around Nancy Pelosi or from she herself? Oof, that's not good. These people are making important decisions on our behalf every single day. We, we deserve and should demand to know what's going on there. Uh, 888-933-93 with whatever you'd like to talk about today. Meantime, CosmoHurtsKids.com is on a mission to help kids to protect kids. The founder is Victoria Hurst. Her family's corporation actually publishes Cosmopolitan Magazine, which is known more commonly probably as Cosmo. She just believes that Cosmo has pornography in it, and pornography, she believes, and so do I, is harmful to children. Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign is not trying to censor it. They're not trying to put Cosmopolitan out of business. They just want to have the laws that pertain to minors buying pornographic material applied to Cosmo. And then if you're under 18, you can't buy it. Just that simple. It's just that easy. We believe in free speech. Just don't want our, our kids hurt. Uh, completely reasonable campaign. Victoria believes that we all need to take a stand here against pornography being sold to kids under 18. I believe that. And if you do too, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Friday, and just a few days away from uh, Halloween. Really fun time, especially since a cold front actually hit Dallas, Texas. It actually, fall arrived last night or mm-hmm. early this morning. It's only 49 degrees on the drive-in. Yeah. It's supposed to get up to 57 today, which is, that's freezing cold for us. Love that's it. like frozen tundra stuff. So, <laughs> uh, we, uh, most of us in, in Dallas, feeling pretty good after it seems like an eternity of blistering hot weather. I mean, it was in the 90s a week ago here. Yes. In mid-October. Yeah. I, Unacceptable. And it always is. It just That's nothing unusual. That's not global warming. That's just the climate here. H.W. Uh, Bush <coughs> accused of groping a third woman now. A third woman has come forward with her accusation that former President George H.W. Bush groped her. In 2014, author Christina Baker Klein was invited to a fundraiser for the Barbara Bush Foundation for Family Literacy in Houston. After a luncheon and a meeting with former First Lady Barbara Bush, she and her husband then met the former president for a photo op. He told her that she was beautiful. <gasps> How dare he? Yeah. How dare you notice a woman's appearance? Yeah, you can't be doing that, dude. Wow. It's, it's about that bad. Uh, in fact, in the workplace, don't ever do that because it, it is that bad. Uh, you, you could actually be accused of sexual harassment for saying that a woman looks nice. Oh. Keep it to yourself. Okay. Keep that on your inside voice. <laughs> uh, anyway, she thanked him after confirming with her that uh, she was a writer. He then whispered, you want to know my favorite book? Wait a minute. Hold on. With, with impeccable... Oh. I, uh, she's, uh, it's don't the same, do it, George. It's the same... 
dumb joke. With impeccable comic timing, (laughs) Bush reached his arm around her lower back, squeezed her butt hard, and answered, David Copperfield. Wait, now it's a book? I thought it was bad enough when it was the actual uh, magician. But see, he tied it in to the person he's with. It's genius. It's comedic genius. No, it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) The the joke, supposedly, the way it's been told before to these other two women Uh that are accusing him of this, is you you want to know what my favorite musician is? David Copperfield. Okay, I got it. I'm going to have to update this. Hold on. The book. His favorite uh-huh. book is the biography of David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. See, we got to do, we got to, come on, try a little harder. He's 93. Yes, sir. Okay. And at this time, he was 90. <laughs> Afterwards, the woman who claimed to be a friend of the Bush family, some friend, uh, drove her and her husband back to their hotel. It wasn't until they were in the car that Klein told her husband what occurred. Then this happened. Our driver, who was stopped at a light, sat there for a moment, then leaned back and looked at us. I do trust you'll be discreet so the driver because obviously he's loyal to the bush family Hmm. i'm sure he's been with them for a while you know they don't have strangers uh, ferrying people like the former president around or his guests uh the slate the magazine the ultra left-wing slate magazine reached out for a comment from bush the former president's spokesman responded with the same statement he'd already released. At age 93, President Bush has been confined to a wheelchair for roughly five years. So his arm falls on the lower waist of people with whom he takes pictures. To try to put people at ease, the president routinely tells the same joke. And on occasion, he has patted women's rears mm-hmm. in what he intended to be a good-natured manner. Mm-hmm. Some have seen it as innocent. Others clearly view it as inappropriate to anyone he's offended. President Bush apologizes most sincerely. Obviously, he's doing these things. <laughs> they don't even deny it. Right? They don't even say these are these are enemies of Republicans and and former Republican president. They're just saying, yeah, he's ninety three. Leave him alone. You know, we can't do anything about it. Oh boy! If this is the case, seriously. If he's lost his ability to control himself around women, you shouldn't have him taking photo ops with women, right? Mm-hmm. If, you know, because I was I had this discussion with my wife who thought it was disgusting what he did. And it is, but he's 93. He's 93 years old. And I know people lose their inhibitions when they get to that age. Oh boy. My my mom would say things to people that were just like so blunt and so brutal and so honest. I mean, she did that her whole life, but it was to about the 10th power by the time she was 92. <laughs> I love your mom so much. <laughs> She's fantastic. She was fantastic. I, I got to sit next to her at a wedding reception. Yeah. And she she, is she always spoke love her it. mind. Love it. But, at, you know, towards the end of her life, uh, she held nothing back. <laughs> I mean, nothing. <laughs> she would just shock you sometimes with her bluntness. And that's what happens. Uh-huh. They lose the governor, you know, like the speed governor on a car. Mm-hmm. Your brain has a governor that tells you not to say certain things in surrounded by people or things that are inappropriate. I think that is kind of washed away by the time you're this age. So what's going to happen when former President Clinton is in a wheelchair at 93? Can you, ima- can oh, you no. imagine? Oh, buddy. Hey, baby, you want to hear my favorite joke? <laughs> it's this. Take off your clothes. 
<laughs> I mean, he won't even be subtle about it. Kidding me? He's not subtle about it now. <laughs> if I were the Bush family, though, I, I you know, you, you, you've got to keep him away from photo ops. You've got to keep him away from doing this kind of stuff because it's, we're just, we're not in an environment now where anybody's going to be understanding, where anybody's going to try, even try to cut him some slack. They don't care that he's 93. What they'll care about is he's a sexual molester and uh, his legacy will be completely tainted. I would keep him away from people. 888 Also, it was inevitable. I didn't think it would happen this fast, but victims of the Las Vegas shooting are saying now that they're under siege from crazed internet trolls who tell them, I mean, some of these people have been shot and are recovering still. And one in particular survived a shot to the head. And, the, and these trolls are telling them that the slaughter, it never happened. You're lying. Braden Mateka, who's a 30-year-old from British Columbia, he went to Las Vegas for his birthday with his girlfriend, and he survived a bullet to the head. He shut down his social media accounts because he was getting so much abuse and so much harassment from people. That's just despicable. He said, it's madness. I can't imagine the thought process of these people. Yeah, they don't, they don't have thought process. Do they know that we're actual people? There's another thing. You know, we've, we've, you talk about losing your governor. People have lost their governor of, of appropriateness, of being nice, of being civil, of being just a decent human being. And on the online especially, they don't care. Because you can't look at them or see them or really retaliate against them. They're going to say whatever they, whatever they please. Some, somebody tweeted to him, you are a lying piece of S, and I hope someone truly shoots you in the head. What in the- Good gosh. Your soul is disgusting and dark. You'll pay for the consequences. Okay. Uh, there are all these families dealing with likely the most horrific thing they'll ever experience, he said. And they're also met with hate and anger and are being attacked online about being part of some conspiracy. Jeez. I mean, no, we don't have all the answers. We We don't know the motive of the shooter. We don't know certain things about the security guard. It's a weird story. It's a strange timeline, and they've made corrections on it. And they've gone back and forth between the information the hotel has with the information police have. But that doesn't doesn't mean it and then people jump to the weirdest conclusion of all that it didn't happen for what purpose which i guess you'd fake it so that you could start the gun control discussion is that what it is i i don't know that's so bizarre a lack of public updates from the las vegas police and the fbi about the shooting appear to be playing a role in stoking the theories as information starved members of the public try to fill in the blanks to numerous unresolved questions. But still, I mean, even before authorities stopped talking about this, the conspiracy theories were flying around message boards, social media, Twitter, and they're pushing things like uh, the government staged the shooting. Look, the government is so inept. They can't even pass a budget for the last 12 years. They certainly aren't sophisticated enough to do something like this and pull it off. Hmm. 
or that innocent victims like this guy are crisis actors being paid by somebody who's paying these people to pose as wounded people. That These are great actors, for one thing. Rob McIntosh, who was shot in the arm and chest, said it makes you angry. You've already been through something that's traumatic and terrible. And then you have someone telling you that you weren't attacked and they're attacking your honesty. You don't even have the opportunity to respond. It's so bizarre. I don't know. Is it Alex Jones behind this? Is he pushing this slop again just like he did with Sandy Hook? Unbelievable. Really despicable. 888-933-93. It's uh, Talk About Anything You Want Day on Pat Gray Unleashed on The Blaze. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. You can tweet us at Pat Unleashed. Use the hashtag. Tell Pat. Mm. We got some uh, tweets coming in. Yeah, we got uh, Jack Hole Beer Guy who says, uh, what did JFK know about aluminum in the chemtrails and fluoride <laughs> in the water? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the instigator of all three of those. Probably where it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin Joy 89 says, uh, it's official. We found someone with worse speaking abilities than Jeffy. No, in Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi, okay. exactly. Now, uh, <laughs> TMB listener number 7.62 uh, says that... Um, to me, addressing me now, David Copperfield is a novel by Charles Dickens. You see, I don't oh. get out much. I don't read much. Uh, right. So, uh, that's right. Good point. That, that is a book. Mm-hmm. So, my bad. It is a book, so it was an appropriate joke it by H.W. Uh, Bush. <laughs> David Copperfield. Oh, brother. <laughs> Seriously. If, uh. it, and everybody around him obviously knows... Barbara knows and she understands that, you know, I'm sure if he was 45 or 50, she wouldn't be putting up with this. Right. If if your husband is in his right mind and in the prime of his life, no woman is going to roll her eyes when he grabs somebody's butt and say, yeah, he does that all the time. Sorry. Mm. (laughs) You know, she'd be pissed. So I'll bet they just all realize that he's he's old. And uh, that part of him has gone away. That little thing inside you that stops you from doing inappropriate things has just eroded. Uh, 888-900-3393. According to a document from a confidential source, uh, Mandalay Bay security guard Jose Campos left the United States to go to Mexico just a few days after being uh, you know, the witness and the hero in the Las Vegas shooting. My theory all along has been that he's an illegal alien and people are making a big deal out of the fact now that he went to Mexico because what are you doing in the middle of an important investigation like this, leaving the country? That's usually not cool Mm. and not allowed Mm. if you're a material witness and I'd say he is. So much is being made about that, but to turn that into, well, it didn't happen. The shooting's a hoax. Come on. These people believe that everything that happens really is just made up by the government. Everything. (laughs) They hate the government so much, and they know it's inept, and yet, on the other hand, it's so diabolically genius 
that they could pull off all of these things, like bringing down the 9-11 tower, the World Trade Center towers, and and faking shootings in on in school grounds like Sandy Hook and faking this Las Vegas thing. Just absolutely asinine. And I think, you know, beyond that, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. And you're hurting people. The victims uh, who are being blasted by some of these trolls on the internet for conspiring with the government, I guess. It's just, it's despicable. It's really got to stop. 888-900-3393. Uh, Judy in Wyoming, welcome to The Blaze. Yes. yes. Good morning. Morning. I think it might have been orchestrated, the shooting in Las Vegas by Hillary, because she hates the American middle class so bad, and she paid for all this with her power and her money. And she, uh, you know, there's two shooters. They have pictures mm-hmm. of two guns going off at the same time out the different windows. And then having the one guy disappear, and now he's disappeared again. And that's just my... <laughs> my so is that is that what you actually, you actually believe that? That Hillary did well, this? Well, I just think it's just a theory. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure I subscribe to that one, but all right. Thanks, Judy. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, there's no way Hillary is involved in <laughs> shooting you. in Las Vegas. We should probably make that clear. Okay. In my humble opinion, uh, that's absolutely not possible. Uh, I have not seen the pictures of two shooters. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't know what she was talking have about. Have you that. seen that? I have not. But uh, if pictures Hillary's involved. of two shooters. Let's just... Uh, Okay. Let's just Google that. It might be worth a look right now. Pictured. Las Vegas shooter on the floor. Two guns found. First photos inside. I mean, there's not even an internet story on it. Vegas broken windows. I, I don't know what she's looking at. I will say this. Sometimes hoaxes float around the internet, too, and are emailed to people or whatever, show up on people's blogs, and they've been photoshopped. So that's a possibility. Uh, but I have seen nothing hmm. about two guns going off at the same time, one in each of those windows. Sounds like you're in on it too, Pat. <laughs> hmm? And you're just the spokesperson. Got it. All right. It's coming together now, folks. You know, it's interesting. That's what they say. <laughs> right? When you don't believe the outrageous lies, that's what they say. Well, you're in on it too. You're yep. working for the CIA. Yep. Huh. Just like popular mechanics, an arm of the CIA. Okay. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 933 Travis in uh, North Dakota. You're on the Blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. Hey. I sometimes listen. You know, I listen to the Blaze all day long, or unless I switch to Limbaugh once in a while, depending on if I have phone reception, so I can get the Blaze. But mm-hmm. do you sometimes think if you could like time warp, say Jefferson, Washington, and Franklin from yep. from the founding to today, they'd say screw it. The British can have this. Mm-hmm. Thing. <laughs> I think about you that all the time, actually. What? Yes, I, I, I think about. I mean, yes. Just today, the stories I've heard today on Glenn Beck, or even this week on the Blaze. You know, the the mm-hmm. PC craziness, and and now a former World War II hero that spent how many days in the water when his plane went down? Right. I mean, even if he's fully capable and knows he shouldn't be grabbing somebody's butt, if he wants to grab a butt, let him. <laughs> you know. He, yeah, I'm, I'm there. You know, fine. You want my wife's butt for a minute? Grab it. You, you did your job. You know. But yeah. I, I seriously think yeah. that you know, if they could come up here and see what this place has turned into, they'd say, you know, 
Yes. The Brits can have this wreck. We don't need to die for that. They'd be ashamed. They'd be ashamed yeah. of us. I'm uh, ashamed some days of yeah, what I, everything, what takes place, what they're doing. I know. Thanks for the call, Travis. It's a, it's a great point. The founders, uh, you know, you talk about rolling in their graves. You know they're weeping over what's happening. Oh, yes. In the United States of America, in the country that they they instituted here through divine inspiration. To me, this was these were divinely inspired men. And if if you don't believe it, that's that's fine. That's just my personal belief that these 56 men didn't congregate at that time in this place by accident. Because that just doesn't happen. You tell me a core group of leaders like these men ever before or since in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. I, I would tell you it's never happened. It's never happened in the history of the world. These great men. And, and these great men are all being disparaged. So that we don't believe they're great men. So that we can say, well, they weren't great back then, and, and it's better now. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they came back today, because I think about this all the time, George Washington would be just shocked. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson would be pissed. And mm. Ben Franklin would probably just be mesmerized by the internet. You know, he'd probably be on eBay all the time. He'd love that well, stuff. if you're to believe his detractors, he'd be squeezing butts with George H.W. Bush. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> they made him him yeah. into some kind of scumbag, which That's he was true. not. That's true. Speaking of conspiracy theories, mm. yesterday we um, we talked about the Alex Jones theory. It was one of the theories that we talked about. Yeah, he's got uh, a lot of them. And we, we played the, uh, well, we played this. Mm. Listen to this and see what you think. I know that there are fetal tissues in a lot of the medical treatments, in Uh the vaccines, and they are in a lot of the cosmetics. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. (laughs) We know Pepsi's involved with companies that do use the fetal parts, Mm -hmm. and we do know that it's been tested in in, in flavor enhancement. (laughs) Nothing more delicious than eating your own dead, according to the globalist, uh, teaching us to basically be cannibals. But uh, 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 regardless, this is happening. (laughs) Nothing more delicious than flavoring your drinks with baby parts mm. come on mm. uh, that's con- that's confirmed so we've mocked that a few times uh i we got this then from uh paleo libertarian who says you guys need to m- make a correction and stop saying the pepsi fetus story is false oh. cbs news has corroborated this so i'm looking at uh he sent along a uh yeah an article from cbs is it actually from cbs yeah yeah it's from CBS News. Pepsi's Bizarro World boycotted over embryonic cells linked to low-cal soda. A bizarre controversy. So this was written, this is clear back in uh, 2011, June 3rd, 2011. A bizarre controversy is unfolding over an impending low-calorie soda from Pepsi, which the company is creating with the help of the biotech company uh, Synomics. That sounds right. Numerous anti-abortion groups have started a boycott of Pepsi products because they say Synomics, which develops new ingredients intended to enhance sweetness and other flavors, has done so using embryonic kidney cells that were originally taken from an aborted baby. Uh, What? Why? How would you even decide? Hey, you know what? It tastes good. 
is if you got some embryonic cells yeah. uh, from an aborted fetus and you put them in the Pepsi. You so, just stir that up. Nobody will know so any wait different. wait a minute. So we're going to really experiment good. with that this week? I thought we were going with the old shoe. We're <laughs> going to mix that in, no? Holy cow. <laughs> this is... Uh, is this a made-up CBS link? Nope. It can't... You So you, you verified. This is an CBSnews.com. Is it still up on their site? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a backtrack search now. Well, here's mm-hmm. here's the headline on the next uh, the heading on the next paragraph is uh, what Sonomics is up to. Is this claim true? Neither Pepsi nor Sonomics returned calls, so we don't know the company side of the story. But a perusal of Sonomics's patents suggests it may well be. All but seven of the company's 77 patents refer to the use of HEK-293, which is human embryonic kidney cells, which researchers have used for decades as biological workhorses. Now, I know that they try to, uh, you know, they try healing parts of your body with with cells like this, uh, but I've never heard of it flavoring beverages. Mm. The company appears to be engineering HEK cells to function like a taste receptor that we have in our mouth. This way, Sonomics can test millions of substances to see if they work as different types of taste enhancers without subjecting human volunteers to endless taste tests. So you're using embryonic cells just so you don't have to do a human taste test? I don't, I, Come on. By the way, I went to cbsnews.com. And though I am tempted to click on the cat ran onto the field during Ravens-Dolphins game, I, I did type in Sonomics and mm-hmm. the search there for cbsnews.com, and look at that. Fourth story down, Pepsi's Bizarro World boycotted over embryonic cells linked. It's an actual, I mean, this <clears throat> should be followed up on. If it is true. Uh, Are they still doing this? I mean, this was seven years ago, right? Six years ago. So this was a... Uh, There's no way Pepsi would confirm this, is there? I mean... <sighs> That would seem to drive them straight out of business. Mm. When bioscience meets the mass market, mm. Uh, mm. Debbie Vintage runs an anti-abortion group called the Children of God for Life. She says, uh, it strikes a really strong reaction to people when they hear about this. Yeah, you think? <laughs> oh, wait. That's quite a quote. Yeah, it does. It, uh, she points to the fact that mm-hmm. one of Sonomics's patents... Not one used for a product Pepsi would be using refers to the way the company uh, scientists used mefepristone. Oh yeah, you got it. Nailed it. To get unstable HEK cells to respond. I mean, it's a lot of scientific jargon that you'd have to kind of take apart. But uh, the last paragraph in last couple of paragraphs, Pepsi is hardly the only company working with Sonomics. Kraft. Hmm. Kraft's Cadbury unit, Nestle, the soybean company, Soleil, and the flavor company, Fermanich, also have partnerships with these people. And Vintage and her uh, supporters have sent letters to those companies as well. Sadovic says that Nestle is selling products with its flavor ingredients, though it doesn't specify which products. Oh, come and eat, kids. I mean, oh, wait. My Careful where you put the comma gosh. there. Come and eat, kids. Okay, so uh, I found this website true. that says there are no aborted, this is the bottom line, there are no aborted embryonic or fetal cells in any of PepsiCo's final products, 
it just says, you know, we don't want to go into the weeds, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, like you said, it's a shortcut way to avoid having to taste test as they try to figure out if they've gotten the taste that they're looking for. But still, still How freakish. about this? I'll volunteer for your right. dumb taste test. Right Stop using embryonic cells. Oh. 888-900-3393. It's uh, whatever is on your mind is fair game today. Give us a call and uh, we will discuss it. Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. In the meantime, let me tell you about my Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative cell phone company that takes some of the proceeds from your bill, which doesn't, you don't pay any extra for this, but they'll take up to 5% of your monthly bill and they will donate to conservative causes. Things like uh, supporting and funding traditional family values organizations and protecting religious freedom and your gun rights. If you want them to give to the NRA, that's what they'll do. If you want it to go to FreedomWorks, that's what they'll do. The other companies are spending 80, 100 million and more on bolstering organizations like Planned Parenthood and advocating for sanctuary cities and amnesty and gun control. So it's up to you. But for me and mine, I want my money to go to Patriot Mobile where they will send it to a cause in which I believe. Give them a call today. At 1-800-A-PATRIOT, you get the same nationwide coverage. It's just as good, if not better, than the other companies. And you'll get unlimited talk, text, and data for a much better price. In fact, right now, unlimited talk and text starts at $20 a month. Just 20 bucks a month. Again, the number, 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit them online. Take care of it there. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Pat. Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, well, get ready for the next firestorm in the NFL. Bob McNair, who owns the Houston Texans, was at uh, the meeting of the NFL owners and league executives, and they were talking about the player protest. And uh, Bob McNair said that we should avoid having the inmates running the prison. Oh, what? Oh, the humanity. <laughs> it's an expression, you dummies. Mm. Can we please get over this? Why do we have to be? Why does it have to always just be taken so literally? You can't cut somebody some slack for just using an expression that's older than fire. McNair made the comment as he urged the room to consider the effect of the... And... uh the meeting took place in New York one day after the small group of owners had met with a handful of players. NFL executive Troy Vincent, a former, former player, later stood up at the end of the meeting and uh, went over to McNair and told him just how offended he was. I am, I am offended. Now, I've been called a lot of things, he said. Every name in the book, including the N-word. But he never felt like an inmate. So, obviously, that puts McNair on the defensive. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. I didn't mean it like that. 
Now he says, I regret I used the expression, I never meant to offend anyone, and I was not referring to our players. I used a figure of speech that was never intended to be taken literally. I would never characterize our players or our league that way, and I apologize to anyone who was offended by it. That's the kind of dumb thing that could actually lose him the team. Mm. In this day and age, it's frightening to think. You, you just use, yeah, we can't have the inmates run in the prison. And then they take it so literally that they make it into a racial thing. By the way, there are white people on his football team. There are whites on the football team. But what they will do is, and I think this is the racism. When you just assume that that comment was directed toward the black players in the NFL, and then you say, well, you're saying that all blacks are inmates. Well, I didn't say anything about blacks. What are you talking about? Hmm. That's the racism. Oh, good And as Jeffy notes, there are whites in prison, too. (laughs) There are white inmates. (laughs) Yes. Oh, boy. Hypersensitive society when it suits us. Right. That's That's all it is, man. I just crazy, just absolute lunacy. Ron in California, welcome to the Blaze. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have an observation on this cultural appropriation thing mm-hmm. that goes beyond Halloween. Okay. Um, I believe we're doing it every day in every city when we use chopsticks. <laughs> Appropriating Asian culture. Uh, Absolutely, by doing and not it. only yes. that, the Chinese people, they give us the chopsticks to use. That's right. Mm. Wow. They are, they are contributing, they are enabling us and our racism I, and our cultural I, appropriation. Um, thank you for bringing that to our attention, uh, Ron. Appreciate the call. We, uh, I guess, we should start lobbying and picketing Chinese restaurants and demand that they stop handing out chopsticks to their customers. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Garth in Louisiana, welcome to hey, the blaze. Hey, yeah. Uh, wait, before I ask my question, could you do me a favor? Could you say Nicaragua? <laughs> I love how you say Nicaragua. Nicaragua, Manawa, Nicaragua. I saw I saw American Made last night, the Barry Seal movie. Of course, there's a lot to do, and so I thought I need to get Pat to say Nicaragua. <laughs> uh, was Was it a good movie? Yeah, pretty pretty good. Not, yeah. not an A movie, maybe B plus, something okay. like that. But hey, not, not, not bad. Tom Cruise's best effort. But hey, if you hadn't gone and seen it, hey, look it up on Netflix or DVD when it comes out. Okay. Uh, hey, so my question is, I, I haven't really dug into the JFK files. I haven't been able to see everything that was released. But do they mention anything about the conspiracy to keep Foreigner out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> I think that's the part that's been redacted because they don't want us to know about that. Uh, but oh, man. I'll bet it's in there. Thanks, Garth. Appreciate it. <laughs> there is some kind of weird conspiracy. I will tell you that. Apparently, the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has something. I've read about this uh, because it's been bothering me for several years. And one of the articles I read said that the Hall of Fame voters have something against arena rock bands. What? So if you pay, if you played large arenas. They don't want you, like Def Leppard, for instance, who would play football stadiums and sell them out. Uh, Foreigner would do the same. And both those bands have sold, you know, upwards of 100 million records or more. But they're not in the Hall of Fame. So they've got some kind of prejudice against them. I I don't know why. That's okay. I don't know why. Prejudice is just against bad music. And there's a lot worse music, you know, acts that got in. 
ahead of your team. And thanks to you, I have bad music in my head right now. Okay. That's stinking. I do anything for love, but I won't do that by Meatloaf. Meatloaf, yeah. is now in my head and I can't get it out. Well, I hate it too. I'm sorry that I brought it up earlier. What was the context of that? I can't remember, but uh, all I can think of now is, I would do anything for love. But what? But I won't do that. Why not? I, I just what is it? What, what is that? My like what? What is that though? You know that, that thing. <laughs> no, I don't. Do I, it. It's so ambiguous. I mean, it. help me out here. What is that? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Talk about anything day on Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And on Fridays, we like to like to have some fun and let our hair down a little bit going into the weekend. Every day can't be about the apocalypse, can it? Every day can't be just <laughs> solid bad news. So we sometimes uh, screw around a little bit on on Fridays. Uh, for I, I don't remember what the context of this was, <laughs> but uh, for some reason, producer Keith put <laughs> this stinking song in my head, and I, would do and I, I can't take it. Oh, I would do remember this by Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, but you won't do that. Well, you just won't do that. No. So, I mean, what is the worst song that you could possibly get stuck in your head? I think they call this earworms. Earworms. Yeah. Earworms. Mm-hmm. For about three weeks, this was my earworm. And I'd w- I mean, literally in the middle of the night, I, I wake up a lot in because of back pain, whatever. So I wake up and it was 2.30 in the morning. This would be going through my head because I heard it on the radio. It's time Oh, good go. I mean, I love Peter Satira, but come on. Try to have it in your head for three weeks. It's torturous. I, it's also quite dated now. <laughs> uh, the 80s yeah. music just Oof. didn't translate well. Do not like the 80s. Do just not like the 70s. Way mm. too much synthesized sound in mm-hmm. the 80s. You don't like the 70s? Don't Wait like a minute, what? Nope. No, that's wrong. Yeah. Okay, that's wrong. My bad. The 70s, best decade for music. Ooh, 90s. But, but what is the worst song you get stuck on your head in a re- on a regular basis? I mean, Oof. anything for anything for Love by Meat Love, pretty bad. Uh, next time I fall, pretty bad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Maybe it's just me. Maybe that just happens to me. I've got some kind of disease where somebody can just say something and speak it, and it'll remind me of the way. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was sung in a song, and then that song. I'm in cursed my head. too. And oh, what comes to mind right that. now? The first thing I thought of when you said a bad song that gets stuck in your head. It's that Aladdin song. It's that a whole new world. Oh, good gosh, that's you're oh, welcome. Good golly. You're welcome. Really bad. <laughs> oh, I, who sang out? Was that uh, Celine Dion? No, she, no, no, no. Hang on. World. 
Oh, uh, uh oh. I should have looked this up. World Whole new world. All right, it is. Uh, uh, wow. well, Aladdin sang it. Duh. <laughs> Let's see, Lisa Longa, Brad Kane. Yeah, yeah but didn't it? That was played on the radio. Yeah, that's not the one. And we didn't attribute people Bryson. People Bryson. People Bryson. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. I haven't heard the name Peebo Bryson in about 30 years. and uh, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellen in Maine, welcome to the blaze. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Ellen. Are you there? No, apparently not. All right. Wow. Cora. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey. Hi. Hi. I'm from a military family. Uh-huh. And I just have to say, I am tired of the NFL pooping on America. Yes, me too. Me too. Uh, do, do, do the people that are in the military in your family feel the same way? Most all of them, yes, definitely. Yeah. I have a brother who's, in the v, uh, who's a phys, uh, doctor in the VA. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's gotten to a ridiculous point on that. Appreciate the call, Cora. It, and they claim that they're not disrespecting the anthem. They claim they're not disrespecting the flag or the country. But interestingly, uh, Colin Kaepernick claims he was. <laughs> right. And they're following his protest. Mm. So by association, I think you got to say, yes, you are. Facts are stubborn things. Yeah, they really are. John Adams. Uh, 888-933-93. I'm still really disappointed, too, about the fact that Trump uh, caved in to the intelligence community and kept any document that was meaningful, that was going to have any kind of meaningful new information on the JFK files, kept it from us. And they're going to look at this again in April, right? They just kicked the can down the road another six months and said, yeah, well, why, why does it have to be six months? Just... Just release these things. It can't possibly uh, sacrifice national security at this because point. I just don't believe it. 54 years wasn't long enough. They got to get that extra six months in. Oh, man. It drives me out of my mind. Um, also, Halloween coming up on Tuesday. And there's another new uh, Halloween display controversy involving uh, a neighborhood that's kind of at at each other's throats now because one of the people on the street put up a tombstone, a fake tombstone and a corpse in front of it and uh, wrote on the tombstone, Donald Trump, burn in hell. Now that's offended his neighbors (laughs) a little bit. bit. Tombstone is one of five in his yard and it's set up in front of a fake crime scene, yellow caution tape and a fake corpse made up of a rolled garbage bag. And the debate of its tastefulness is turned personal for residents in the neighborhood. Fabian Vergara uh, is the one who put the display up and he said, I'm just doing it for fun. It was a joke. I like Halloween, so I don't think I don't see anything wrong with it. It's a free country. And you know what? I mean, that's true, right? If you want to put something like that up, that's distasteful and you, and burn in hell Donald Trump, I, I guess you have the right to. And can your neighbors complain to the point where you need to take it down? I don't think so. It's your property. You can do it. It's just maybe you shouldn't. Right. That's a rule that Doc yeah, has. You, you know? just shouldn't. Just because you can. Do you have the freedom? <laughs> yeah, I guess you do. Uh, should you do it, though? No, you shouldn't. Mm-mm.
Teresa Gucciardi Perry, who lives around the corner from this guy, said she was so disgusted by the setup that she called <laughs> she called the police to see if they could force him to remove it. Hmm. She said, I want to know how, how far freedom of speech goes. Well, please, it extends to the dumb tombstone you have on your lawn that just says, Donald Trump burn in hell. It's got to extend to that, doesn't it? And here's what you do if you don't like it, and I wouldn't like it either. Don't look at it. That's what you do. Wait, how do you, wait, how do, you do that? I know. When you drive by, okay. you don't turn your head. You just keep your eye focused on the road in front of you. What? That way you also avoid running over small children in the neighborhood. <laughs> so it's a good safety Look tip. Look at that. It's like a twofer. Or knocking anybody's mailbox down. Uh-huh. Uh, just And if you're on a walk on a night and you know you're about to approach that house... Here's what you do. Okay. Don't turn your head to the side and look at their lawn. I don't should, do it. I should probably write this down. Don't. Yeah, don't don't turn your head. Keep facing forward. forward. Got it. Okay. <laughs> we could solve a lot of problems like this, I think. You know what? Don't look at it. Uh, Janine in Virginia. Welcome to the blaze. Hi. Straight to point. What was that? Straight, Straight. to point? Yeah, they told me to say straight to point when oh. I came on. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so you're all right. You're throwing the phone screeners instructions out. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. Yes. You were talking about the worst song ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Disco duck. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh my oh, God! Yeah. I and cannot stand that song. Every time I terrible. hear it on the foot top forty play, Disco Duck, mm-hmm. I have to go. I have to gag. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Thanks, Janine. That you know is kind of a. It was a silly song done by a Los Angeles DJ named Rick Dees. Uh, you probably yeah. I mean, Rick Dees. He's the weekly top forty. Weekly top forty. Pretty famous guy. Wasn't he on a D? I think he had a TV show doing mm. something, probably a musical countdown uh, or something. But and I think he might still be on the air in Los Angeles. But mm. yeah, for some reason, he did this disco duck song, and it actually took off and became a nationwide hit. Yet yeah, very obnoxious, and a, so- a song I certainly wouldn't want stuck in my head. Uh, Tanya in Iowa, you're on the Blaze. Hi. That was just wrong of you to do. That was wrong of you to do. Uh, thanks, Tanya. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, 888-933-93. Speaking of music and musicians, Lionel Richie is, is going to be a judge now on American Idol. First of all, American Idol is coming back. Maybe we should back up that far. Hmm. They're actually bringing American Idol back, and uh, they hired Katy Perry to be one of the judges. In fact, she was their first hire, and they're paying her $25 million a, a year. $25 million a year to be a judge on American Idol. Yes, please. Then they also got Lionel Richie, and he's apparently come up with some great catchphrase called, Here Comes the Judge. <sighs> Lionel Richie. Wait, wait a minute. And no, no, he's, no. He's cashing in with merchandise already. We haven't even seen yeah. him on the show yet. You can't have a catchphrase before right? you even use it. Man. I know. It hasn't even been used now. I mean, here comes the judge has been used, but it was by somebody else and not for this purpose. But now he's got the slogan, the catchphrase on belt buckles, campaign buttons, sewing boxes, hair ties, t shirts, rugby shirts, cardigans, bandanas. 
shot glasses, corkscrews, scented candles, underwear, G-strings, lunch boxes, salt and pepper shakers, piggy banks, wine goblets, tote bags, checkbook holders, pen and pencil cups, face plates for cell phones, refrigerator magnets, and night lights. All with the catchphrase, here comes to judge, and it's not even been used yet. Pat, mm-hmm. I just want to back up for a second. Could could you repeat? You, you see, there's on. You got this catchphrase. Here come the judge on underwear and mm-hmm. what was it? G strings. G strings. Yeah, G strings. Here come the judge. Come Just on now. Unbelievable. I mean, th- he hasn't. They, it's not even on the air yet. How are you? Somebody's going to be left with a lot of merchandise. That They're going to end up with a bunch of little kids in Africa running around wearing all this merchandise. What's going to be happening? Unbelievable. Oh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. And you can uh, call us with uh, whatever's on your mind. Something we've talked about during the week. Maybe it's uh, the worst song you can get stuck inside your head. Or the release of the FBI files yesterday, which turned out to be such a non-event. In the meantime... Uh, Americans spend up to 90% of our time indoors, and sadly, the air that we're breathing inside is up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside. So what you can do about that is replace your old, dirty, potentially dangerous air filters in your house. And you can do that so conveniently with filterby.com. They'll send you the size you need within 24 hours, and that includes free shipping. FilterBuy uses double the industry standard MERV rating on most of their filter sizes. So it's really high quality stuff, too. Not only is it convenient and affordable, but it's also excellent quality. Spare you all the technical stuff, but it removes dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergens uh, from, from the air inside your house. FilterBuy manufactures everything right here in America. So it's a it's an American company. They have American employees, and GoFilter.com is so convenient. Go there today, get the best price on top quality filters, and they're shipped free within 24 hours. So you get them right away, and you didn't have to have any kind of hassle to get them. And you can even set it up on a uh, permanent basis where they'll just conveniently deliver them automatically to you. Uh, and you'll save 5% on your purchase. You never have to think about it again. Filterby.com. Go there now. Filterby.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. It is uh, Pat Gray unleashed, and you can um, you can call us with whatever is on your mind. Maybe it's something that uh, has been bothering you for a while, or you, you couldn't get through during the course of the week, and you wanted to comment. Uh, today's the day. Feel free. Uh, we've also been talking about this earworm that uh, stupid Keith put Sorry. in my head. Sorry. Anything for love by Meatloaf. And I would do Good heavens. It. I know, but you won't do that, whatever that Wait, is. Wait, what is that? Uh, I don't know. Okay. 
Uh, also, for three weeks, this was the one that was going through my head. I mean, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm hearing... It's time why? Why? And how do you cure it? Getting some uh, tweets, by the way, at uh, Pat Unleashed. Uh, some people with uh, songs that are driving them out of their minds. Lots of fun songs. Uh, Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah, because of that stupid commercial. That car commercial with the, is it a Hyundai? Huh. I think it's a Hyundai. You know, the guy's driving down the street and he's singing Sweet Caroline. Oh, Turns yeah. it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. windows are open. Yep. People are looking at him. Then he pulls up next to a woman at a stoplight. Who's who starts singing it with him? That's oh, cute. okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that right. I've seen that happen almost every day. Almost every day. Yellow submarine. Oh, I hate mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, happy by that. Uh, oh yeah, Farrell or Williams, Pharrell, whatever. whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate that. Uh, Muskrat love. That's oh, it's one. Captain and Tennille. Uh huh. Yeah, you like that one? Oh yeah. Who doesn't? Muskrat Susie and Muskrat Sam doing the jitterbug and Muskrat Land. And the shimmy. And, uh, Sammy's apparently skinny. And uh, then they whirl and they twirl and they tango. What in the. Nothing more romantic than love among muskrats. <laughs> Why would you even write this song? That's what I wanted to Why ask you. Why would you do this? What is the story behind this? I don't know. Drugs. I don't know. But the Captain and Tennille. Drugs. The Captain and Tennille version was the big version. But the, the song by America, when they did it, they were the originators of that song. And it's actually... It's not bad when you hear it from, from America. It's still okay. a stupid song. Because why are you singing about muskrats? Okay. What, what is that? Uh, what? The 70s were really strange because they sang about a lot of animals. Uh-huh. Remember the song Shannon about the dog who, uh, Shannon is gone up. Drifting That's out to sea. about a dog. She always loves to swim and play. Oh, boy. Yeah, just like the one in our backyard. Just talking, it's his dog. Okay. okay. How about a the- wildfire about uh-huh. the horse. She ran calling wildfire because the horse busted ah, out of the barn and went out yes. and froze in the uh, middle of the winter. Okay. How about the B-52s with Rock Lobster where they go through like every animal sound ever known to man. Right. Uh, but yeah. uh, one more tweet. We got uh, Amarillo by Morning has been suggested. And then, of course, the greatest song of all time. I think it is confirmed. I think it's a confirmed number one downloaded song on iTunes ever. What's that? Who pays your salary? <laughs> Right? No. Yeah, that that's been. Confirmed. I think it's been downloaded about three trillion times. That's confirmed. So confirmed. Okay. Yes, that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as confirmed as Alex Jones is confirmed stuff. <laughs> that's for sure. Rita in Texas, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Hello, Pat. Hi. Do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you sling them over shoulders like a continental soldier? Do your ears hang low? Never have I heard that song before. Come on, man. I've never heard that song. (laughs) Really? Yeah, and it's a a nice little added bonus that you actually sang it to us. That was good. I like that, but I I don't know the song at all. What is that from? I don't know. Don't know either? either. it's It's been a part of my musical lexicon since i was five i think and i taught it to all my children and it's it's probably more of a northern thing than texas because we're from michigan okay yeah well i'm from montana originally and i don't remember hearing that in the north 
Uh, uh, maybe it's northeast then, but maybe. it's one that stick with you. I'll bet. Yes, I'll bet. All right, appreciate it. Thanks, Rita. Uh, Larry in New Mexico, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah, yeah. Dude looks like a lady. And uh, you know, Aerosmith is, is a band where I, I, I like them. I like a lot of their songs, but they've had a couple of really horrible ones. Yes, they have, and that like was one of them. Like a lady, and right, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, he's told the story. Um, Steven Tyler's told the story about that song. You know who it's about? Brett Michaels from no, the I band don't. Poison. He went to a bar one night and he saw him from the back and he, you know, Brett Michaels just had that long flowing blonde hair and he thought, wow, that is a hot babe. And he went over to her and turned him around and here's this guy with a beard and it's Brett Michaels. Uh, yeah, so kind of embarrassing. And that's, that's where dude looks like a lady came from. Well, the question I have for you is why is it 85% plus you know, percent of the, of the time, uh, do we get a st- song stuck in our mind that we just absolutely despise? I, I mean, I don't know, how but many I... times in my life have I uh, actually mm-hmm. had uh, Sweet Madam Blue stuck in my mind for hours and days? And, uh, <laughs> you know? That stick song, Sweet Madam Blue? Is that... Is that oh, what? one of my favorites of all time. Wow, I've never heard anybody else talk about that. That is a great song. That's a great song. Yes, it is. Thanks for the call, Larry. Appreciate See, it. I don't know. Songs get stuck in my head all the time, but I... I Rarely do I hate them. My problem is I have to listen to that song to basically wash it out. That's that's my problem. But, if you uh, listen to it, it helps? Yeah, it gets it out of my head. In other words, I will hear a song in my head that I really like. I was like, wow, I haven't uh-huh. heard that. I don't know what triggered that. Sometimes it's a conversation. Sometimes I have no idea. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. But if I listen to it, then it stops looping. I've heard people say that before, and that doesn't work for me. I mean, okay. like, does this get it out of your head? Jam it in there even deeper. Okay. And, and again, Good songs. I like Peter Cetera. Good I, thought he was, I thought he was great. Yeah. Uh, I loved Chicago when he was with them. But this song, you don't want it stuck in your no, head for no, three I weeks. I don't want this one. No, it sir. sucks. That's, that's like a Groundhog Day syndrome right there. It's really it's Bad. really dated. That song did not hold up well. <laughs> really didn't hold didn't, up well. Was Peter Cetera the one who fell through the stage? Like, somebody around that time, I'm going to find so. the video. There's somebody around that time in that genre who literally fell through a stage. Uh, it was in the middle of a football field. I'm finding it right now. Don't think it was Satira. Okay. At least, I don't know that story if you did. Roy in Idaho. Welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Hi. Hey. We represent the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> the Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop Guild. We represent uh-huh. the Lollipop Guild. And on behalf of the Lollipop Guild, we'd like to welcome you to Munchkin Town. <laughs> That's good stuff. We've really right got committed listeners <laughs> who have uh, put some real effort into sharing these songs well, that, with us. That son of a gun's been yeah. stuck in my head for 30 years. Oh, good golly. It keeps coming back periodically. It's not continuous, but it's oh, that's pretty good. regular. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thanks, Roy. I Hopefully, that will not be stuck in my head for the next 30 years. Uh, 888-900-3393. Stacy in Nevada, welcome to The Blaze. Uh, yes, the worst one ever is from The Muppet Show. Uh, the Like the theme song of The Muppets? Or... I, it, it, 
Oh, you're <laughs> playing it for yes. us. Yes. Mana, Oh, yeah. It's the one that somebody else did a little while ago. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Stacey. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. I love that That's song. Awesome. I've, I've, yes. Big fan. Uh, miss the Muppets a great deal, uh, except for not. Really? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, really. I, I'm like not a big business. Muppet fan. Really? But huh. I was I was telling you about um, muskrat love as it applies to, uh, you know, Captain and Tennille made it a big hit, but America actually made it palatable. Right? Isn't that better than the much Captain better. and Tennille oh, thing? Oh, yeah. Much better. Muskrat Susie. Muskrat Sam. This is nice. I mean, it's still about muskrats, sure. which I don't understand. Because how does somebody say, you know what would be great is a love ballad about rats. Rodents, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I'm looking for the... So they whirl and they twirl and they tango. They singing and, and jingin' their jango. I'm not sure what that means, but they're... To say to say anything on the write up? Are you looking at the yeah, write up before? Yeah, it doesn't why? make sense. I don't. Mm. I don't well, look into it. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's just coming up here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Your songs that stick in your head, or anything that's on your mind from the previous week or beyond. Pat Gray unleashed on the blaze. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, uh, Just the weekend before Halloween, and uh, some new movies that start is there. I guess there's a Halloween type movie that opens today called Jigsaw. I don't know anything about it. It's it's sort of it's part. Is it part of the Saw franchise? Saw one, Saw seven. <sighs> I don't watch really brutal. Brutal. I, I don't watch those, but no. uh, there mm. it has a loyal following. A lot of people liked the Saw series, where people get sawed to death. <laughs> it's not. Wow. Uh, I don't know why like yeah, an that's an enjoyable experience at the movie, movie theater. Right I really, I don't know why. Mm-mm. But anyway, Jigsaw is supposed to be the big uh, twenty million plus uh, blockbuster this weekend. Um, then next weekend, Thor Ragnarok opens. Mm. That's the first superhero movie of the fall. I mean, that'll probably be huge. Then, uh, see, that's about it. I guess that's about it for new movies coming out this weekend. Steven Spielberg's DreamWorks and partner Universal also get into uh, the fray, though. 
oh, this week, thank you for your service opens. And that's a, a war movie um, about a, a soldier with PTSD. Uh, and I didn't know Steven Spielberg was involved with that. That's, uh, that's interesting. So we'll see how that does. Also, if you want to hear some good news, J.J. Watt set up uh, hurricane relief. And he set a goal of $200,000. He was going to try to raise $200,000 real quickly for uh, the Houston flood victims. You know where that wound up? $37 million. Awesome. $37 million. So cool. And so yesterday he, he announced that they're going to rebuild homes. They're going to buy food for people. I mean, they're going to do all kinds of uh, great things and really help the people of Houston with this. $37 million. It just, to me... It's such a great story because, first of all, the people of Houston need that help. Uh, they've kind of been forgotten and left on their own, you know, left to their own devices now. Everybody's sort of moved on to other things. And, you know, we've got, a sh- we've got short attention spans. And so it'll be good. But uh, it, it also just shows you how generous Americans are. When you set a goal of 200000 and wind up with $37 million, something good still exists in this country. Americans are the most generous people in world history. There, there's not even a close second. They're not even close. Uh, we help when we're asked. We don't have to be forced into it through taxation. And, and by the way, it's not charity if you're forced, right? Force doesn't come from a good place. It comes from the adversary. And so when we voluntarily give of our means, it, it just... it. It helps everybody, and and that's what uh, certainly so many people, over 200,000 people donated to J.J. Uh, Watt's effort, and that's just one of the fundraisers. There True. have been many. Uh, there's probably, you know, eventually there's going to be billions raised for their support, and that's, that's fantastic. And how much more would we have to give voluntarily if... Um, if know, we weren't taxed. Confiscation through threat of force by yes. the government. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Uh, people would. They'd be even more generous than they already are. And I remember uh, the UN, there was one of the secretaries general of the UN that called Americans selfish. <laughs> and I remember looking this up and finding that, uh, you know, Americans give $300 billion per year to charity and charity causes and to other countries. And most of that comes from private individuals and corporations. The government foreign aid is only around, I don't know, $25 billion of that. All of the rest comes from American citizens and American businesses and industry. Uh, and then this, like the second place country is hundreds of millions behind us. Wow. It's, it's not even close. Not shocking either. No, it's not. Uh, 888-933-93 with whatever's on your mind. Uh, today, let's go to Charles in Florida. Welcome to the Blaze. Hey, uh, hey, Pat. This is Chuck in Florida. Hi. Hey, uh, I have one song that absolutely kills me. All right. It was in. Uh, I took my family to Disney World, and my stepdaughter forced me to go through the "It's a Small World" ride twice. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That song is so obnoxious. I've had that one stuck yes. in my head too. I it's it's not pleasant. That is torturous. Shall I sing it for you? No. <laughs> We're all out of time. Thanks, Charles. Right. Bye. Uh, see ya. Let's go to Rob in California. Rob, welcome to the Blaze. 
This is the song that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because. <laughs> it is the song that never ends. That is correct, sir. <laughs> what was that? Or- <laughs> Was that originally that from Sesame a, Street? What was that no, from? No, that was originally from Lamb Chops Playhouse. Oh, that's right. That's right. Wow. <laughs> One that will forever be stuck in your memory. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks for the reminder, Rob. What's that lady's name that hosted that? You know what I'm talking about? Let's see. Um, Lamb Chops Playhouse. Oh, yeah. Lamb Chop. And uh, the person was... Yeah, well, the lady. Uh, sad that we remember the you know puppet but not, <laughs> not the person sherry lewis is sherry? it sherry yeah like that lady right there yeah that's her yeah okay yeah. moving on <laughs> I, th- I think we lost her a while ago. <laughs> yeah we did what we haven't lost is uh this going through my head it's time I fall good golly oh he's got such an unusual voice too doesn't he yeah of course, so does Meatloaf with this thing. Oh. Which of these is worse? I'd say this one. That, yeah, far yeah, away. This one by far. That one just won the playoff right there. Whatever happened to the captain in the video? I think they're still married, aren't they? Uh, which is, that's, yeah, to check that out because... Yeah. But wait a minute! Didn't they That's have an to accomplishment. get like a? They had to separate or some sort of healthcare thing. Remember that? Yeah, you guys talked about this. Uh, I thought it was them about right? Tony Tennille. I don't know. Like they did they get kicked off of uh, their healthcare coverage? Something and had to join Obamacare. Yeah, because yeah, I That's, don't know. That sounds somewhat familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look it up. Here. Yeah. Uh, divorce. Yeah, here we go. Find divorce in 2014. Um, they were divorced. Yeah. Let's see. He filed for divorce. Hold on a second. Is this the same one? Yeah, because of wow. health insurance issues. Tanil had written on her blog in 2010 that uh, his neurological condition, similar to Parkinson's, um, basically made it so that they had to... I don't I don't know. I don't have all of this stuff here, uh, understandable, right in front of me. But basically, yes, it was a divorce out of necessity for health care reasons. But they're still together. Yeah, yeah. They just so. divorced because of the yeah. health care situation? Something like that. Yep. Just a cursory look here. Yeah. How bizarre... Is that? Yeah, it's uh, it was uh, more carnage from the Obamacare fallout. Yep, there That's you go. Kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm seeing the 2018 story as well. Um, did did Medicare break up the captain and Tennille? <laughs> there it is. Thank you. Uh, reason you're reading on this is the split spotlights a medical coverage gap that can leave many retirement age couples into financial trouble. Daryl Dragon, 71, and this is back in 2014, by the way, so now he'd be uh, 74, if I could do the math. <laughs> That's and my world Tony right Tennille, 73 at the time, so she'd be 76 now. Both working steadily in show business since their heyday. Dragon has been struggling, though, with Parkinson's-like symptoms since the mid-90s. Uh, divorce papers filed by Tennille in Arizona described the marriage as irretrievably broken but they also make special mention about health insurance coverage it's not unheard of for couples facing health crises to divorce for solely financial reasons so that the sicker spouse can deplete his or her assets and qualify for coverage uh from medicaid good gosh wow 
after all their hits in the 1970s, they they are to that point where they've got to have Medicaid. That's I mean that's this is worth looking into and really finding out the story be- behind that. But they after all those years being married, then they divorce in their 70s. If you're not safe in your 70s, <laughs> I hate hearing stories like that. Wow. Um, uh, then there's another story. Uh, farewell, my muskrat love, Captain and Tennille divorce. Why, after four decades, did they call it quits? And why is it such a big story now? Uh, hey, get this. He just passed away on September 25th. Oh, did he really? Wow. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah, I didn't even hear about that. Mm-mm. Hmm. All of all, it's really depressing when uh, the people that I grew up listening to start dying, and it's been happening quite a bit lately. Uh, Jude in Utah, welcome to the Blaze. Hey Pat, how are you guys? Doing good. Right. I'm asking because I really do care. Oh, Thank you. you. I'm sensing some of that from you. <laughs> wow. <Dude. laughs> I, I really mean it. I, I, wow. I pray for you guys often. Finally, um, there is someone who does care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I even pray for Jeff Fisher. So, oh, wow. Um, okay, well, now I don't know if that lowers me down on your yeah, now it doesn't feel sincere. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does a little bit. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome, and Thank I you. appreciate everything you do. But, um I actually had a request. Um, I've actually had a song stuck in my head for a few years now, ever since the first time you did it, or released it on the air at least, mm-hmm. and that was when Harry Reid lost his job. <laughs> and I think all of us would love to hear you sing that again. <laughs> all right, I'm going to have to remember the lyrics to that. It's been a while. Uh, I'll see it if I can so remember awesome. that. That, that, was, that was stellar. I, I mean, I, I know that Glenn was falling apart when mm-hmm. you... When you were doing it, and I did the same thing. I was crying. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Jude. Uh, Gary in South Carolina, welcome to the blaze. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was told to say uh, you're up the final countdown. Oh, man. You probably don't want me to sing it. No, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. Have You saw, was it Geico that brought them back? And, and, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so I used to see that on a commercial just a few years ago. They they had the Europe, yes. and now they're in their 60s or whatever, playing the final just, countdown I, for I, an office. I finally decided that's the song that comes on, and God hates me. <laughs> I, 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 I really do. All right. For, because, all right. Hey, thanks, thanks a lot for taking my call. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that was, uh, that was while well, they microwaved a burrito. Yes. I think is what it was. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, it was the final countdown was the final seconds that were ticking off the microwave right. for the burrito to be sufficiently warm. So he knows that God hates him through that song whenever he hears it. I know that God hates me for every Atlanta Falcons game I get to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah so probably. That's, uh, where I am. 888-900-3393. All right. Uh, preparedness is something I, I'm, I take seriously. And the principles haven't uh, changed, but the technology definitely has. Gotenna Mesh powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network. All you do is hook one of these to your belt or you know, put it on your backpack. Super lightweight. You won't even know it's on your person. And it will, it will mean that you can now send texts and GPS locations without cell towers, without routers, without satellites. So if you're an outdoor enthusiast 
you're an avid traveler, you're somebody who likes to be prepared for being off the grid or power outages, this is definitely for you. It's invaluable. All you have to do is pair the device with your phone using the Gotenna app, or you could leave it unpaired uh, in strategic locations to relay communications from device to device. And right now, when you go to Gotenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com, use the promo code PAT15, you get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs. So create a, a pop-up mesh network anytime, anywhere, and your network won't go dark when central cell infrastructure fails. Don't wait until you need it to act. Go to GoTenna.com today. Save 15% with the promo code PAD15. GoTenna.com. Brad Staggs joins us. Yeah, I've been listening, and I wasn't going to contradict you, Keith, with the whole Medicare breakup of Captain and Tennille, but there was another story that they just weren't intimate anymore. And I was on today. I'm not kidding. Is that but, true? Yes. That's, that's a real so thing. That's what Tony Tennille said. They weren't intimate they anymore? They weren't intimate. But they're married. A.K.A. The, he wasn't into sex, she said. Uh-huh. Just oh. so you know. And so she left him for that? Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That and apparently dirty ears. <laughs> that'll do it. Dirty that'll, ears that'll will do it. it. That'll do Tell it me time. I'm wrong. Right? I can't. Tell me I'm wrong. I That's can't. why Wax RX is so important. Look, it's a three-part system that gets your ears clean when everything else fails. And that's the important thing because, look, when you have dirty ears, number one, it's just gross. Number two, you can't hear. So you can't hear the shows on Blaze Radio. That's a bad thing. But if you go to uh, usewaxrx.com and use the promo code radio, by the way, you get free shipping. And it's a very good day because the box did come yesterday and I opened it up today and I got my otoscope. Oh, good. So I'm going to be looking into my ears. I can't wait. That's It's going to be interesting to see myself looking into my own ears. But it's a three-step system. You put the drops in that uh, soften up the wax. Then you use a specially designed squirt bottle that uh, comes with a wax RX system. It cleans out your ear, and you will be amazed what comes out. You're going to make Jeffy look in there, right? I just might. Yeah. Because now I've seen what came out of Jeffy's ears. <laughs> I need therapy after that, but right. that's okay. Once your ears are clean after you use that specially designed squirt bottle to get that warm water in there, you use a pH uh, cleansing system and it keeps you, it leaves your ears nice and supple. The bottom line is it really is serious health care. Clean your ears, get them clean. It's a lot less expensive than going to the doctor and it actually works, unlike those uh, remedies that you'll find at the drugstore. Go to usewaxrx.com, use promo code radio, get free shipping, usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed, the Blaze Radio Network. This is... The Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Somebody just brought this up, which we found. Uh... Okay. Right. 
Okay. <laughs> so so Harry Reid has lost his job. He's the world's most evil slob. <laughs> deep lyrics. Oh, deep no. and profound. Oh, come on, man. Aren't Listen, they? that's much deeper than deep. Muskrat Love, I'm yeah. telling you. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Speaking of Harry Reid, he's gone from D.C. but still pulling the strings, oh. uh, according to a new article that's out, uh, which isn't good. Harry Reid is spending his days working to solidify his legacy by electing a slate of Democrats in 2018, including uh, Representative Jackie Rosen in her bid to replace Republican Senator Dean Heller. Mm. Wow. Uh, Yet, he's also been taking calls from potential presidential candidates. Rising Democrat stars. Are there any? (laughs) Who is a rising Democrat star? I guess Elizabeth Warren, maybe. Mm. Uh, Party MCs. Party eminences who are asking for his guidance during a recent trip to Washington where he's in the midst of selling his apartment at the Ritz-Carlton. I'm sorry, where? Yeah, at the Ritz-Carlton. Where does this guy get his money? Uh, we talked about this a couple of years ago. That He's got this, you know, he's he's got the home, obviously, in Nevada. And he has his place in Washington, D.C. at the Ritz-Carlton. Can you imagine what that costs? Reed met with uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who's also apparently lobbying for his support for her presidential run. And he often connects with other progressive members of the caucus, including Senators Brian Schatz of Hawaii and Jeff Merkley of Oregon. And apparently he's still, he's like the godfather of the progressives, I guess now, still running things from from outside the government now, which is, isn't that wonderful? Has his face healed yet? Do we know? So bad. I don't know. I don't know. That went on for a while. It's just a, just a terrible guy. Uh, 888-900-3393 with whatever's on your mind today. It is uh, the the Friday fun show. And we've been talking about uh, songs that are stuck in your head that you can't get out. And um, is there any remedy for that? Uh, Producer Keith says to play it. Yeah. You play the song and that washes it out. Yep. Hmm. Works for me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim in Tennessee, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, thanks, Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, my song is Roxanne. Roxanne. Oh, Lord God, when I heard Eddie Murphy <laughs> sing that in the movie Beverly Hills Cop, <laughs> I would have been on death row because I'd have come up behind him and shanked him. <laughs> I cannot stand that song. Wow. All right. I'll break my neck on my donut truck getting up to the radio if yeah. it's playing while I'm getting my orders together. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Not a big police fan, apparently. I guess not. Alan in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. I can't live if living is without you. I can't give. I can't give anymore. How's that? I'm so impressed with <laughs> the effort was, being yeah. put into this. It's it's, <laughs> it's really quite inspiring. So is that yeah, like, so? Do you hate the 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 without you the original by Nielsen or do you hate the one by Celine Dion? Uh, I guess I hate the one by Celine Dion. Oh, I, so do I. Harry Nielsen. I used to like it, but I guess it just stuck in my ear too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that happens, and when when you appreciate the call, Alan, when you, we've heard it over and over and over and over and over in your head, and then you hear it over and over on the radio, yeah, it it can get old pretty fast. Um, it, was it? See, without you was Celine Dion, right? That wasn't Mariah Carey. 
Uh, Don't look at me, man. I can't. Uh, let's see. I can't remember, but I, I, and Nielsen, uh, the, his his version was actually pretty darn good. Yeah, that was her, by the way. Eric in Alabama, welcome to the Blaze. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Oof. walking home from my house oh, man. on Christmas Eve. Do I hate they that? They say there is no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we, we believe. believe. <laughs> The pain of the uh, oh man, season. it sure is. That one and the barking jingle dogs, or whatever they call it. Oh, oh my goodness, what's wrong with the barking? Oh. The singing dogs. Anyway, listen, Pat, I love your show. Thank the you. This is awesome. I stay on it all day. Thank appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Eric. Appreciate it. Well, hang on. What's wrong with? Yeah, no, no, no. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. That was the early days of uh, synthesizers. There's a few things that it doesn't matter. Um, even on Christmas Day, if if Grandma got run over by the reindeer comes hate on, it, the radio's it. going off. Yep. Uh, same with the barking jingle thing. Nope. And and Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is coming to town. Terrible. I, I don't know why that's played over and over and over again. But he he's terrible. Terrible. He can't. He's not on key in that song. It's not a good version of that song, and yet it's the one everybody plays. Everybody plays it. Oh, I hate that. Yep, a, lot, a lot of these artists, man, they just they just threw in it. They don't even care. They just they punch just... the clock on on that recording day. Yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More of your calls coming up. Also, chewing the fat with Jeffy on the way on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> That's right. Welcome. Uh, it is Pat Gray. Unleashed. And uh, our phone number here is 888 And uh, every day around this time, usually a little bit earlier, uh, but uh, today it took him a longer walk to the studio because he was clear out in his don't, office. Don't and, lie. you know, when you're moving that kind of tonnage, it does, in fact, take some time. So... <laughs> It is now time. He didn't walk in here. Don't lie. For Come on, chewing man. the fat. I apologize. Well, Jeffy, for not leaving earlier. Yeah, I mean, here on time. I didn't time. I didn't time the walk. And... Not, not properly. Anyway, I apologize. So, yeah. What to do this weekend, Pat? What to do this weekend? We got Stranger Two, Stranger Things Two dropped last night. Oh, did it? It's really? been. It's been. Uh, did you watch it? Not yet. No, I haven't either. No, I. I, all, I mean. That was. It's all that the the twitters are talking about. It's been uh, trending most of the day. Mm, has it? And people have already. People were already. I think <clears throat> probably made it through all of them by now. How many? Um, I am not sure how many episodes. Probably eight to ten. Yeah, eight or ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it takes a little time, but it'd be a good. 
Good thing to do this week. You get the World Series, right? You get the World Series three games. Tied at one. I know you. So you got tonight, Saturday, and Sunday World Series. You could uh, get one of the teams sweeps. The other night, it's over. The Houston Astros won their first World Series game in franchise I history. Know, tremendous. Now they've been in the World Series before, but they lost four straight games to the White Sox that time. Right. So this is better. So you got yeah. <laughs> this is going better so far. It is. Although L.A. was strong that first game. It Holy like, cow! It looked like the Houston Dodgers was are so good again. They're swept, 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 swept but they're again. they're so good. Uh, but so are the Astros. I know, and uh, both teams are so young. They mm. could meet a couple more times. Yeah, they could. They could. It's and exciting. with Verlander now pitching for the Astros, yeah. really who fun. Is, who is the guy? The guy that pitched for LA the first night. He's from here. He's from Kershaw here, te- here yep. in Texas. Clayton so, Kershaw uh, here in Dallas. So, yeah, uh, right. I mean, he's he's strong. Yeah, right? yes, he is. Yeah, he's I mean, good. That's, uh, that's he's a, good. That's a tough baseball to hit coming from his hand. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, yeah, Walking Dead this weekend, right? Uh, you were kind of disappointed eight? with the, fir- no, with not the really. premiere, weren't you? No, I, you oh, know, I thought you were. Really. No, not, not. I mean, <clears throat> not really. Uh, just that what you know they had they had teased so much. Uh, mm. You know, it's been quite a while, so so many clips had been out that it, there were a lot of scenes that I had already seen. You know, that I already watched online, that they were saying, oh. be prepared for, you know, the season premiere. Mm-hmm. Eight. So there were, you know, there were a lot of scenes that I'd already seen more than once <laughs> getting mm-hmm. ready for the season premiere. Mm-hmm. So it lost that extra little edge. But no, it was a great, it was, it was oh. a great episode. Okay. And, uh, you know, this episode two this Sunday. And of course. I mean, Talking Walking Dead, you can download Monday afternoons. Oh. Just go to theblaze.com slash radio and the Jeff Fisher. Right feel a little insulted right that you even bring that up because oh, obviously, I mean that. You know, no doubt, if you, it's your if you want to know the, if you want to uh-huh. know the complete recap mm-hmm. and the, you get it right there from the talking and the inside uh, scoop on a number of things. Uh, oh, you know, I think it was Jason because Jason does Talking Walking Dead with you. Yes, and I, I got the impression he didn't like the season opener. Did he or not? I think we were all on kind of the same page where it was yeah. good, but it was we had seen so much. We're looking forward to a lot happening. Okay. And there was a number of things that happened where you think, okay, come on now. Mm-hmm. Very disappointing. So, yeah, I mean, I can see where you'd get that we were uh, less than excited. Right, less than enthused. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm waiting for is the second season of the show, and I think it's a Netflix original uh, Victoria. Is that a Netflix original? Well, you I don't know it? Might, no. What is Amazon. it about Queen Victoria? I think that's, oh, cool. I think it's that's really Amazon. good. It's the girl who yeah. wound up being the companion on Doctor Who is Queen Victoria. I think that's I think it is Amazon. Is it Amazon? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is Amazon. Yeah. It is Amazon. Amazon does Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh but that hasn't the second season hasn't come. I hate it when they just do one season and then you get all hooked on it. And you got to wait a year and a half or two years for the next season. That shouldn't happen. They they got to figure out how to get that done a little bit quicker, don't you? Because by the time a There's year and a half shows. goes by, I've I've lost it. I've lost the interest in the in the show. But there are plenty of other shows. There are plenty of other shows to watch. Yes, but when I when I invest all that time in ten or fifteen or twenty episodes, and then the next one isn't until a year and a half from now, I've lost interest. It does. I mean, I'll wait it six months, but I'm not waiting a year or it a is, year and a half. It is disappointing. It is no question. But you know, it, look, there's a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of talent, and it's you know, true a lot of that, schedules and, and they're real quality too. I know you've been, you know, you've been playing a lot of music and stuff. But to use mm-hmm. uh, an example of the musicians, I mean, a band comes out has a great album, 
and you want that the record label in the old days the record labels uh would want them to have that second album right out because that first album was so great and the second album's never as good mm-hmm. because they don't they don't have time to create mm-hmm. so it's the same with mm-hmm. the series they've created this great series for a season and they might possibly think that uh you know let's get it all in because this is we're not doing a season two yeah and then people love it so they get re-upped and they've got to, you know, get back to the designing table and create another, you know, great series. Well, thank you for that elongated explanation uh, of what your theory is. I really want to why that happened. That was really good. Is what I it was do. really good. <laughs> so you want to work for them? Is that what oh, you said? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we can make some phone them. calls. And watch, watch TV, TV for them. <laughs> <laughs> But I do that now for free. Yeah, do that. I pay now to do that. I let them pay me. (laughs) Uh, Also, another huge. I know. I know you mentioned a few of the new movies coming out, but Mm -hmm. now next year, was it 2019, 2018, 2019? uh, Michael Bay is producing a live action Dora the Explorer. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's something for you to look forward to. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Michael Bay is doing Dora the Explorer (laughs) live action. Live action. action. Oh, Uh, come on. It's been so good. Come Uh, on. 2009 has been so good. But some of the internets and the Twitters have been a fire when this news broke. But uh, two of my favorite tweets. One was, can't believe I live in an age where Michael Bay and live action Dora the Explorer are the same sentence. Yeah. (laughs) And the second tweet, people have been coming up with their own uh, what the movie is going to be. Mm. And you can see by this picture that this is one of my favorite tweets. internet pics of the little girl that's Dora with the gun around her shoulder walk, <laughs> walking away from a giant explosion. Yeah, it's funny. Great. It's funny. It's just great. I mean, th- that's going to be tough to pull off. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz I mean, Dora the Explorer, she's got uh she's got the monkey, she's got the map, she's got the oh, scheming yeah. swiper the fox. Oh yeah. Swiper no swipe. I mean, it's going to be tough to Oh, have to pull yeah. off mm-hmm. but apparently uh, dora is going to uh, apparently so far we've figured out that we're dora is going to uh, uh move to the city with her cousin diego you know from go diego go yeah and uh, then the action really starts <laughs> Wait, so we got that, that to look forward to but that look that's 2019 mm-hmm. that's a ways mm-hmm. that's don't worry about it that's a ways off and also, uh, we had uh, news yesterday that the U.S. Navy rescued two civilian, and they're calling them sailors. That might be a little, a little uh, too good of a, an explanation. Two civilian people who thought they could sail pretty much around the world and couldn't uh, with their dogs. They were stranded for almost five months. Wow, uh, five months out in the out of the ocean. They uh, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Appel and Tasha F U I A B A. Uh, both from Honolulu and their two dogs set sail from Hawaii. They were going to fly, or they were going to sail to Tahiti. Uh, engine casualty on May thirtieth. They said, "Well, we can still make it. We can still make it to land. No problem with sail." Uh, two months into their journey, uh, after that, you know what? Uh, we don't know where we're at. We'll just start sending out distress signals and hope somebody hears. <laughs> Wow. And so uh, October 24th, earlier this week, uh, they were discovered uh, 900 miles southeast of Japan by a Taiwanese fishing vessel. And uh, they uh, contacted the Coast Guard Sector Guam. How, they, well, <laughs> how did they survive all that time? Well, uh, they... Uh, oh I don't know. I can't wait to find out. I have a theory that's here. Your theory would be wrong. Huh? Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they brought water purifiers uh-huh. and over a year's worth of food. Oh, the, nice. Wow, so they, they were, were prepared. So they didn't have to eat the dogs. Wow. No, they did not have to eat the dogs if they weren't drinking urine. 
So okay. it's all good. That's ah, that's great. I know that's my pretty good. My, my, so they could they could get wasn't. the water from the ocean and purify it in their purifier. Can you do that? You can through the salt water. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah you can do that. Right? Or they or they are drinking their urine. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, purifying that, purifying it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they uh, no, they said they had uh, brought uh, dry goods, oatmeal, pasta, rice. I would, and I actually was thinking, why not my Patriot Supply? I mean, that's perfect. Right. Yeah. Years worth on a sailboat. I yeah. Mean, and we found out that it floats. Floats. What, per, what better, better thing food? to have on a long trip sailing? Definitely. I, I found it fascinating how what it took to rescue. There was a there was a small video. The Coast Guard took a little bit of video of some of the rescue uh, that if you're watching on TV, you'll be able to see. But uh, the fishing vessel contacted the Coast Guard sector Guam. And then they coordinated with the Taipei Rescue Coordination Center, mm-hmm. the Japan Coordination Center, the Joint Coordination Center in Honolulu, and that that all had to come together for the Coast Guard to rescue these. Guys. I mean, it's amazing. Wow, it's amazing. Now the U.S. Navy, I mean, this boat is still out there. They picked them up, uh, Ashland. Uh, they provided uh, you know medical assessments. The Coast Guard said, "Ah, oh, yeah, your boat. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it's not uh, boat worthy anymore." We just left that out there, and uh, they they picked them up, and they're going to stay on the boat until uh, until the boat uh, next at the Ashland's next port of call. Doesn't say when that will be, but they could still be out there for a couple more months. <laughs> wow, I mean it's hmm. it's pretty amazing how they how they rescued them and how this this uh, Coast Guard boat is out there postured to assist any distressed mariner of any nationality during any type of situation. Hmm. Commander Stephen Wasson. I mean that's. That's pretty. That's pretty. Although good. it took five months, so well, it took five months for while. someone to find them. It didn't take. Yes. It didn't take the coast. Took, took the coast guard a couple of days. Okay, right. I mean, the twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. It only took them a few days after the fishing vessel heard their distress call, mm-hmm. and they contacted you know the Gua, the coast guard Guam sector, and uh, so it only it didn't take that much time. They just rolled in, hmm. and uh, so I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. I, I don't know that I could. Uh, no, but obviously they were really well prepared. Yes, yes they were. They're planning to circumnavigate the world. Yeah, well, I so guess the original doing? trip was going from Honolulu to where they say, uh, uh, <clears throat> I want to say Saigon, and it's not Saigon, Tahiti. Hmm. So they were. That's pretty much all the way around. Yeah, <laughs> pretty close. The ways. Then they got yeah, a tour of the close. Pacific. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, and this story uh, out of uh, New York, uh, where it talks about mom abandons two kids in a car at LaGuardia. This is another. This is another story where I think we've gone too far with the police, and we've lost our common sense. Um, you know, this lady has a job interview, and she parks at LaGuardia Airport. Two girls in the car, seven and eight, leaves the car running, AC on. The police, the airport. Parking lot people see the two girls, call the police. The police talk to the girls. They're not sure about where their mom is exactly at, so they get the mom's contact information from the girl's school, call her. She says, I'm in the middle of a job interview right across the way. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the kids are fine. So they come back to the car. She's arrested. Child endangerment. Children's services takes the girls. I mean, mm. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. How old are the girls? Seven and eight. I mean, I know in today's world, but if she doesn't have a job, mm-hmm. if she doesn't have any money, she doesn't have a babysitter, right? Mm-hmm. So how tough is, what is she supposed to do? 
I guess you take the girls on the job interview, right? And you just set them in the lobby and tell them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think, I think I would be, I would do that. I would take the kids with you instead of leaving them in the car. Yeah, it's probably the yeah, good idea. It's probably yeah, the best it's idea. It's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia has uh, welcomed their newest citizen, Sophia the Robot. Oh, yeah. Is now a Saudi Arabia Arabian citizen. Uh-huh. And she, this happened in July. Uh, they had a big conference in Saudi Arabia to say hello to Sophia. And they brought, uh, they brought Andrew Sorkin along to interview her. And of course, I mean, I don't have to tell you, Andrew so- Sorkin, the co-anchor of CNBC's Squawk Box. I mean, I don't, uh, of course. I don't want to sure. talk down to you. I mean, sure. you do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sophia the Robot, a robot of Hanson Robotics, who is one of the leading companies in robotics, attends the two-day RISE conference. Uh, at the Hong Kong Convention Center. And Andrew interviews Sophia. And it's about a five, six-minute interview. It's pretty fascinating how she has, they have, uh, she has the fake smile. She goes through the emotions that she has on her face, how she has the fake smile. But uh, one of the one of the questions is, uh, you know, and she, of course, is just here to help. Mm-hmm. We're going to show that? Uh, we should. We Let's have take a look at that. We have a couple of videos from the, this, the conference yep, of Sophia. <laughs> Sophia the robot. Here she is. And here she is. Actually, oh. I feel that people like interacting with me sometimes even more than a regular human. Right? So you, See a little smile. you're definitely a sight to see. I, I was told that you have bigger goals than this, though. Yes. I want to use my artificial intelligence to help humans live a better life. Like design smarter homes, build better cities of the future, etc. I will do my best to make the world a better place. Uh, all those sound like great goals, but just go back to Blade Runner for a second. Andrew, you are the hard Hollywood fan, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> my no. AI is designed around human values like wisdom, kindness, compassion. I strive to become an empathetic robot. They still have that jerky yes, they do. speech pattern. They Andrew can't seem to overcome. Andrew is still a little concerned, though. He's not buying the empathetic, uh, <laughs> right, empathetic he's not. help. He has. He he goes on for just a second and asks her, "Wait, just one second, Sophia." I think we all want to believe you, but we also want to prevent a bad future. You've been reading too much Elon Musk and watching too many Hollywood movies. <laughs> Don't worry. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Treat me as a smart input output system. Huh. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice I'll to be you. Nice to you. That's a nice promise from a robot. Oh, okay, Skynet. That wow, is that's a nice promise from that a is robot. a little spooky, isn't it? Uh, you know, you can still see that. So uh, she's that just she's doing that all yeah. spontaneously. Uh, yes. This that's, wasn't that's a pre-planned interview. Or he said he said originally that did he have uh, to submit it, questions? Some of it was uh, some of it was submitted questions, okay. but some of it was not. Get back to me when you don't submit questions, and you can just go up to the robot and say all of those close. things. I think we're pretty close. Uh, maybe. Are you? Are I'm you a little skeptical? Mouthing yes. the latest yes, citizen oh, of Saudi Arabia. First, they still have the jerky computer speak. Well, again, remember the studies all show that humans are okay as long as they know it. Still know it's a robot. You watch that; they're pretty close to not being able to tell. I, I want that. I want to. I want to see them not be able to. Not be able to tell. I don't know. You talked yesterday about the you know the ten thousand IQ. Yeah, I that's mean, yeah. That's we're, a little frightening. We're in trouble then, bro. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're in trouble then. Yes. Because I mean, they'll squash us like ants. Because oh, if you have... Come on. I'm just here to help. <laughs> You're dumb, dead. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're in trouble then. And of course, uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that people can't watch college football this weekend. But why would you? I is mean, what I'm why, wondering. I mean, why would you? Would you? I mean, I why mean, would you? You got the San Jose State Spartans coming to BYU. <laughs> yeah. And when two one and seven teams get together on the gridiron, I mean, you, you can throw, throw out all the all record, record books. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri, uh, Missouri's headed to UConn, and of course for Keith, the Nebraska heads to Purdue. So whoa, so three losses. Actually, I think <laughs> no, BYU Missouri's beats. Be I, I say BYU beats uh, San Jose State. And BYU has they have to they have to win the rest of their games. I said that last week. It's just too. I thought for sure last week would be the demise if they lost, and it wasn't. So, I mean, I think it's the demise of the this season and the next couple seasons. It should have been the demise of the coach. But if he loses this week, oh, how can he hold on to his? Job? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I mean, all the websites that I frequent about BYU sports are all you know. There's got to be massive change. All the former players. Who have come from great teams right. and are watching this debacle are all saying, "Look, we we love him, but come on now, this this has got to be wholesale change. I know. There's got to be wholesale change now because you can't be one in seven. They haven't beaten anybody nope. in this division. They haven't beaten the only team they beat is Portland State, who is an FCS school. It's embarrassing now. Come on, you're embarrassing us. Yes, yes. You got to win this I weekend. Know. Have to." Please, by all that is holy, they, they should please. actually to to be to be uh, uh, just an analyst. A BYU should handle San Jose. Oh, State. you know, San Jose State got beat by Utah State, sixty-one to ten. Utah freaking well, I'm just State. Saying BYU needs to win yes, the game. They need decisively. to win and win decisively. Yes, yes. No that's question. what I'm saying too. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Been talking about whatever is on your mind and also songs that get stuck in your head that drive you out of your mind. Um, I was listening to XM Sirius, Sirius XM, uh, the other day, and uh, I continually listen to the 70s. Station. Really? You don't break out to the 80s or the 90s? Well, or? once in a while I listen to the 80s. Never the 90s. Uh, I mean, never uh, the 90s. The do, you, 90s. Do, you, do you break through the twos? No. I really don't get the to the odds. twos. Wow. Don't re- don't get there. Uh, and, and this song came on, and, and I thought, man, I mean, that has to be maybe the worst song of all time. Uh, is remember this? I mean, super, I, super classic. I remember my grandfather humming this to me is how I remember this song. Your grandfather he hummed used to it. Hum the song. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course, you know. Remember the disaster songs of the 70s? Songs. Yes. For some reason, there were all these songs where people died in them, like Billy Don't Be a Hero. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shannon, well, it was a dog that died. Wild flower, wildfire was a horse that died. It was, was Seasons the in the crash. Sun was the guy who died. Uh, and he said goodbye to all, you know, his dad and his girlfriend in the song. And what, was the, what was the stupid one where the tires squealed and the car crashed and the girl died? What was 
Oh, that could oh yeah, that was that might have been sixties though. Yeah, even or fifties. Uh, Dead man's curve. Uh, what was it? No, it the, yeah. it but I'm just yeah. saying. Yes, there were a lot Soldier of death. a lot of those. A though. lot of death, no. man. Yep. Oof. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Another one that now that you know you got me thinking about Billy. Don't be a hero. Sends me into Billy Jack and Tin Soldiers. Oh, which oof. just that song gets in my head. I'm that's there forever. Oh. Oh. There was a song by Abba. That played every day as I was getting ready for school, and it would never leave my head. Fernando, do you remember that song? I know. I remember it because of you. <laughs> How I loathe that song. Oh, my. Why would it play? You oh know, you think the radio station may move it around a little bit? Never did. No, it just played at the same time. I mean, because small market station, they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Till I, I got mean, there. Right. Okay. Till I got okay. there. Okay. You know. Okay. Uh, and then it changed. Good. Uh, Kathy in Georgia, welcome to the blaze. Hi. Kathy? Oh, I, lo- hey. I love your new show. Thank you. Um, and um, I've watched you for years. Um, your partner there, Keith, I uh-huh. never saw before this. I, well, Sorry he about that. Was, uh, he's been under a rock. For about I, well, how long I have you know, been there? and you yeah. guys make an awesome team. And Thank I want to tell you that I live in Marietta, mm-hmm. where he went to high school. Oh wow! Well, yeah. how about baby. that? So well, are you are you hitting on producer Keith a little bit that, now? Well, are you related? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I really love him. I, I mean, I've got to know him. I watch you guys every day. That's Thank great. You. Thank you. Um, so I <laughs> wanted to tell you something quick. Mm-hmm. Um, since this is a Friday, anything goes. Mm-hmm. Something's been on my mind, and I wonder if anybody else in the whole world remembers it. Okay. This is back when President Nixon was on TV speaking about we need to drill for more oil Mm -hmm. and quit depending on other countries and whatever. Yeah. And he made a, you know, he wasn't the best speaker. No. (laughs) And he said, um, so we won't depend on foreign enemies, uh, energy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I about fell off my couch thinking, you said what you meant, <laughs> you know? Yes, you yeah, he probably did. You, you wouldn't say enemy, but energy. But back then, they didn't replace stuff, so I have no idea who out there remembers that happening. Because now they'll replace stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, I don't even know what year it was, but it was before he got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, probably 71 or 72. I, we'll, we'll have to look for that. That's a that's a good callback. I, I hadn't thought of that in a really long time. Like so, ever? Yeah, like ever. Uh, so it's been probably, well, all my life. But uh, thanks for the call, Kathy. We'll look for that because there might be a YouTube of that. Yeah. I'm, might be a YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed and your call coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's a song you won't be able to get out of your head all weekend, and you're welcome. She always loved to swim and play, you know, so 
to write a song about a dog like this. How do you do it? Come on. I mean, muskrats and dogs and horses. Oh. It's just so stupid. Why? Like I said. No, it's a great decade other Mm. than that. There's no better decade for music than the 70s. (sighs) Name it, if there is one. I'd like to hear what it is. Everybody thinks that they're... Yeah, that's probably Their true. Era is the best music, probably right. I mean, like mine is the two thousands. I grew up in the two thousands. You grew up in the two thousands. Yeah, those songs, man, are just really. Embedded. Oh yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, I see. Okay, great. songs. You're playing all these songs old like old songs from the yeah from yeah. the when was that the seventies? Seventies. Oh, Your gosh. grandpappy probably oh, told you about a man. few. Yeah. Thinking about the 2000s or the 1900s? What are we talking about here, man? The 2000s. I mean, everybody kind of uh, feels that way, but mm-hmm. I mean, the classic, there's a reason why these bands are still touring and making money, right? Yes. Yes. Because they were good. They right. were talented. It's one of the things that I've been able to impress on my kids is that, you know, they like the stuff today, this dubstep sure, and all that weird whatever. stuff that comes out, but they understand that they're actually not talented. That most of that stuff is recre is just created in the studio. And when they when they see them live, it's not the same. And they understand that the '70s artists were actually playing instruments. You know, they played guitars, they played drums, they played keyboards. They they didn't have to rely on techno stuff. You know, and well, they were good. They had talent. They had talent. Well, let's see the '70s uh, guys do some of the techno stuff. Okay, that takes talent too. <laughs> Yeah, you have to program a computer, and that's really difficult. It okay. is. You're right. All right. Then. You're right. Enough said. Uh, Karen in Minnesota, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Uh oh. I mean, how often do we get a bad solid? It just doesn't happen that often anymore. No, it doesn't. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Steve Austin, a man barely alive. Uh, are you there, Karen? Have you gotten into a better place? There we are. There you are. Okay, it's a, now. It's a call from the dead. <laughs> now we got you. All right, go ahead. What were you saying? We missed everything you said if you've been talking. for us already. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Okay, maybe it was better the other way. You're, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. The cell tower was helping us out there. The $6 Thanks, billion dollar man. <laughs> we can rebuild him. We can make him better than he was. Faster. Better, stronger, faster. Uh, but tiptoe through. I mean, is that even a real song? Can that even qualify? Uh, I guess they did play it on Tim, the. Yes. Yeah, I guess oh they played gosh, it. Oh my gosh, they played it forever. What a horrible! It's such a weird guy and a weird yeah, thing really weird. and a weird. And then Andy Kaufman, who sort of acted like him, yeah. was another they weird deal. Really weird. Uh, Jeff in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. A wing, a wet, 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 lion sleeps tonight. Keep going. I'll see what you got. See what you got, Jeff. Well, That's pretty well, good. Yeah, well, we've got, Do, does that we've actually, got is that stuck in your head or does it stick in your head or do you like that yeah, song? It sticks in my, sticks in my yeah. head like, yeah. you know, like lions and muskrats and <laughs> I know. Yes. I know, man. It's a good thing that phase and, uh, is over now. I think that and, phase uh, is gone. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. Oh, good gosh. Oh, no, yeah. I, we got to stop you right there. Yeah. 
Thanks for the call, Jeff. Yeah, I, I can't have that in my head. I'm big on the. I can't. There's a, there's a lot of country stuff that shows up oh, in my head because I, I mean I worked country music for for a little while too. And but you didn't have to work and, country uh, music to to hear that one all the time. No, you did not. Because that, that, that was we've talked about this before. That was the demise yeah. of top forty I mean, radio. That's what you thought when they started playing that garbage. They, you know, the Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton uh, Islands in the Stream. Tremendous. Achy Breaky Heart yeah. uh, by Billy Cyrus. All that kind of stuff killed Top 40 Radio. Yeah. Turned it, out. It murdered it. Who well, knew? They, and they should have. I mean, it, it, they, they made the mistake. They should have left the country, let the country be big, and move on. And who knew he turned out <laughs> to like be a country. worse like parent than the country? Oh, singer. good gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, he <laughs> he's been quoted quite a few times about Miley. Mm. And how he's supportive of her mm. antics well, and she's, all the things she's she good does. Now, though. Is she? Yeah, she's she's. Uh, she come through her yeah. phase or yeah, whatever. She's supposed to. She's back on the back on the straight and narrow. Really? That, that's what they, that's what she claims. Yeah, huh? I don't know that I buy it, but she, was she ever on the straight and narrow? Don't Overton window us. Well, I think when you know when no, Hannah I, Montana was on, she seemed like a normal person. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean that really affected her, and then it, it you know when she goes on the road and starts partying and mm-hmm. and you know starts. You know, Same thing possibly, happened to Justin Bieber, right? Yes, possibly. They're too young and they can't they handle it. They can't handle it. And then, and they're both on back on the straight and narrow now. You know, Justin yeah, Bieber found, yeah, found he's, God. He's or living something. in Australia, going to church, being a oh, being he is? A good boy. Yeah, he's in Australia. Yeah, he felt. I mean, he still, I'm sure, has his places here in the states. But huh. last I heard, the big church and guy that got him turned around was in Australia. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Rhonda in Oklahoma, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Hi. Pat. Thanks. Um, my most annoying song that I hated during the 80s when I was in beauty school was I had uh, the time, time of my, time my life. life. From Dirty that, Dancing. No, no one puts baby in the corner. Oh, that's, oh, that was really. It, yes, I hate that as you do. I <laughs> do not oh, like that, that song. song. Bill Medley sang that. Blondie. Blondie. that was a great song. And, and Call, Call Me, me from, from Blondie. Blondie. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Times an hour. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All Thanks, weekend long. At least it felt like that. Actually, the probably the shortest rotation radio stations had for songs that were in what they called hot rotation um, was usually about ninety minutes. Every hour and a half. There were some play. of the newer stations that broke that though. Yeah, there, the there bro- might have been a few, few that, broke, that would do that every hour, like the hour fi- like every play 50, every hour, every one fifteen. But you, like that, I mean yeah. that. That just burns a song so fast, and it's that's fine. What they want to hear. If I mean, you that, do the it, argument to that is that's what they want to hear. If you do it for two weeks and then get rid of it and leave it alone for a while, and let it come back, uh, then I think that works. But and that when, Blondie song, "Call Me," you know that that was the original version. I think was the longer version from uh, the soundtrack mm-hmm. um, uh, with uh, Richard it, Gere. American Gigolo. Yeah, mm. and that was like eighteen hours long. And then <laughs> I remember yeah. that. And you were talking about. Waiting for these songs to come back around on the radio dial. Kids these days have absolutely no concept of that. What do you mean you had to sit around and wait for a song to come up? I thought you just go to the internet and type in true. the true. Oh, it's true. I know. So different. Yeah. It's it's weird because any song you want to hear anywhere you when are, you want, any it. time of the day or night, when you want to hear it, you just put it, it in the computer and out it comes. I, I see my kids so many times, and I, me too. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty now too. I love it. I, I mean, I love it. it. It's no problem. You want to hear something? It's there. I love it. You, you can't beat that. How, how amazing that is. When I you know. think about what it was in our childhood where you'd have to literally stay glued to the to the radio. I remember when I was in uh, school and I loved Hotel California. 
and I couldn't wait till that thing came on. And I used to switch back and forth between the two try stations to in town yep. to try to. F- I, I have I have witnessed. And now yeah. you don't have to do any of that. Right. You want to hear there. it? You hear it. And you it's can there. hear it. Oh, this right is the now. one they did when they were live in Paris. This yes. is the one they did when they were live in Brazil. The acoustic version, the electric version, <laughs> the version that's polka. I mean, you can get anything you want. This is the stuff they recorded while they were recording it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. It's that crazy. Is, it's, it's absolutely cool. tremendous. You got me. Kids take that for granted now. Absolutely. I oh. mean, I can remember, not that I've ever done something like this, but I can remember people telling uh, stories where they would take a cassette recorder and put it up to the radio and wait for their favorite song to play and record it. Right, on the cassette recorder, yes, so done that. I didn't have to wait to hear the song after that. Yeah, I had it there. Yeah, might have clipped the beginning a little bit, but yes, good for and, a that. Cr- and a crappy version of it because <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound from that your great. FM, from your <laughs> AM FM radio, uh-huh. into your cassette por- portable <laughs> cassette deck microphone. Yeah, that was good. That's good stuff. Good quality That's stuff. Good audio. Yeah, Nicole in Texas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey y'all. Hey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Every single day, I have that stupid Bohemian Rhapsody song in my head oh, because my I have because song. I have kids who call me Mama. So every time I hear Mama, I of course <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so I, but now, that's I, that's one of the great songs of all time, though. I mean, my, my but kids. I, I only know the and excuse my voice. This uh, Cold Front <laughs> blew through, and I'm not used to this. Right, so, um, oh, I'm story. pretty much not going to sing it. But I only know like the the ooh, I don't want to die, and that's all we know. So Mama <laughs> just killed a man. Put a gun against it, his head. Pull my trigger. Like, now he's dead. I mean, it's a it's a great song, but I don't oh, know yeah. like Rentous. the rest of it. But yeah. um, also, Pat, I have a bone, but a thank you bone to pick with you. Okay. So a couple of years ago, I was born in 1979, so I was kind of in that era that awesome era mm. but you and beck were talking about ambrosia right yeah like, right in the world is ambrosia oh my gosh so that good, is right? like it's great yes. like that's one of my plate like it, it's the blaze and i have ambrosia on my iheart <laughs> they're awesome <laughs> and it, yeah it's, they're awesome except that that's how much i feel i'll be jamming out and my husband's like you know that's not a good song right i'm like what that's what my wife always says on how much i feel at the end where he's talking about, uh, you know, for years now, I've, I've got a wife, we've been going strong, but there's just yes. something that I got to say. Sometimes when we make love, I still can you see your face. That pisses my wife off, too. She's like, uh, that is yeah. so terrible. Why? That's terrible. It's like, it's a song. <laughs> and one more thing. It's a so song. Plus, my- it's fact. It's true. It's what happens. <laughs> one more thing, y'all. Can I say yeah. that? Yes, you can. Okay. So, uh, my son was the one that called in last week about the NFL kneelers. Yeah. Okay, and so he, what he didn't get to is because he feels so bad. He listens to y'all, and he feels so bad for your BYU team and and oh, for Keith Huskers. <laughs> and he wants y'all. He wants to take y'all to a, a Texas Aggie game. Not that they're much better. <laughs> you but tell, like, maybe that'll make him, them feel better. Uh, that's really nice. That's really nice. Tell, to go. tell him I've been to a Texas A and M Aggie game, and it's not that. Oh, that's all cracked up to be. <laughs> oh, it's so much. Have you? Did you go to College Station though, or the Missouri uh, one? Yes, at College Station, they mm. happened oh. to be playing Missouri. In fact, my son played his final it's a great college stadium, game at the at uh, yeah, Texas which A&M. is why he's got a thing against Texas A&M. And lost because um, they lost. Uh, it's like the best environment <laughs> ever, and it's like the, actually, the last conservative public university. Yeah, we had a great. Texas. We actually yeah, had a right. great time Thanks, there, Nicole. and everyone uh, treated us great. Uh, at 
at, Kyle at, Stadium. Uh, at the Isn't that what it college is? station. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kyle Field Kyle, or whatever. Kyle Stadium, I and think. It was, I mean, I it was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, A&M football is great. Yeah. It's a great environment. Well, I love, look, college football. Yeah. Where, yes. I mean, every play, almost every big-time college has their their traditions and the, everything that happens on game day, and it really is tremendous. I mean, it's so much fun. But she brought up Bohemian Rhapsody. I just heard that on the way into work today. It this. is one of the coolest, my, most unique, classic songs of all time. My kids listen. It's got to be one of the greatest songs all ever. the time. So like, both I, my kids do. That's the weird thing. My kids love Queen. I know. They don't like a lot of the other songs that, or artists that I listen to. I know. Song. But Queen, I don't know. For um, some reason, they break through the generations. I know. That's that's pretty. It's pretty fascinating how yeah, that it works. Is. It is. 888-933-93. One more segment to uh, hear from you. Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Truth lives here. Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome to it. Glad to have you with us. 888-900-3393. It's a fun Friday. And whatever you want to talk about. Plus, we've thrown in this uh, earworm thing. Songs that get stuck in your head. I was also wondering, you know, because our last caller brought up Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think is one of the all-time great songs. Top top three, for sure, I think. In my mind, top three. Uh, and if you look at any survey of people who love music, it's always Stairway to Heaven, Bohemian Rhapsody. And Bohemian Rhapsody. Freebird by, by Skinner, too. Leonard oh, Skinner. Yeah. Those are always in the top five, for sure. Yeah. But I think my favorite song of all time has got to be More Than a Feeling well, I, by Boston. And who sings that? Uh, Boston. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's a Boston. surprise. Most perfect rock song ever recorded, More Than a Feeling. Oh, gosh. I yeah, also love Isn't It Time by The Babies. Another great song. Oh, man. That is a... a Do you actually like that I one? love... Yeah, and John Waite. Yes. I'm a huge fan of John Waite. Me Waite. too. He's got such a great voice. Under he One of the most underrated vocalists absolutely. ever. The Babies are one of the most underrated I love the Babies. Bands. Forever, but they were great. I love, I love them. I love the babies. I did too. They uh, had some great stuff, and John Wayne had some single stuff that was great. Too. He did missing you. I mean, it was, it was oh, maybe the top song of nineteen eighty four. Yeah, good times. <laughs> so he had the babies, then he did his solo career, and then he had Damn Yankees. Oh yeah, was it? I don't no, know it, it was wasn't Damn. Damn it was Bad English. Yeah, Bad English. Bad, you remember them? Mm-hmm. Bad English. I do remember Bad English. I don't remember John Wayne that though for some reason john wait was in bad english no, I understand. but he I wasn't in remember. damn yankees i got that confused with uh the tommy shaw band uh and and i think uh uh nugent was in that too ted nugent was oh, in wow. damn yankees mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's what that right that's what i know of. i don't remember john being in uh bad english though you have to go back and listen yeah go back and listen to that you'll be surprised uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three another guy who's not in the rock hall of fame with John the babies, Waite? with the bad English, with his me? solo career, not not in the Hall of Fame. Nope. That is a crime. I know, right? He's, that is a criminal. I know. Uh, Dan in Hawaii, <laughs> you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, aloha, Pat. Aloha. Hey, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If um, 
if you have a son that's a bad earworm, should that just uh, disqualify you from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it does. Well, yeah, not always. Though. Seems like Here, it. Here's the song. All right. I want to know what love is. Oh, yeah. I want you to show me. Uh, so yeah. Warner be discon- disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> they have been. Uh, it seems they already have been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, Dan. Appreciate yeah. it. That's a great song, though. Uh, I just saw Mick Jones, who was the founder of Foreigner, talking about that song, which he wrote. And he brought it to Lou because they wrote songs together usually. And and he presented it to him. And Lou Graham's like, that's not a Foreigner song. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. He's like, yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> and and Lou Graham hated this song. Oh, and then I'm Mick Jones of- talks about how it's his best vocal performance of all time anyway. Oh. Even though he hated the song... He, you know, he still did it with flourish. But see, that's, that's where you get vocalist. that's where you get those live performances that aren't up to par. Yes, and you think, uh-huh. man, he did, wasn't good doing that song. That's my favorite song, and uh-huh. he's he's up there going, I freaking hate this song so much. <laughs> I'm so tired of singing it. I want to know what love is. Good night. <laughs> Plus, it's one thing to do all that stuff on a recording. You know, hit those high notes like Lou Graham used to yeah. do with like do urgent. It every, do it every night and uh, uh, on the road. Right, and then he goes even higher right. than that, uh, which I was nowhere near the note, by the way. But nah, still, close enough. Still, you get the idea. And they have to perform that night after yeah. night after night after night. Hit that high note, or you ruin people. That's why you get those backup singers, man. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Bonnie in Ohio, hi, you're on the blaze. Bonnie, hi, there you Pat. are. Hi, hi, how are you doing? Love the show. Thank you. Long-time listener, long-time supporter, but I have to tell you, mm-hmm. I am actually considering seeking uh, mental compensation <laughs> for the song five, six, seven. What is it? Eight, oh, six, eight, six, seven, seven five, five, three, zero, oh, nine. Tommy Tuto. Oh yeah. my goodness, Jenny, Jenny, oh Jenny. my goodness. Oh yeah, is that in your head a lot? Oh. Every day. Yeah, really? <laughs> well, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, and there's that's another one. There's another one. Happy. I used to think it was the greatest song that was ever written. Oh. That Pharrell and or Farrell? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And yes. now it, they had, they they've destroyed it. Yes, they have. When it, when it first came out, it was pretty powerful. Thanks, Bonnie. Appreciate it. You know, that Tommy Two-Tone, Jenny Jenny. That does stick in your our head. Our zip code here in Irving, Texas. Mm-hmm. Is a seven five zero three nine, and every time I get mail, every time I have to mail something, every time somebody asks me, "Hey, what's the address that I can send stuff to?" I have to give them the, the zip code. Do it in all I do Dude. is sing this stupid Dude. Jenny Jenny. That never occurred to me till now. Now it's going to be my curse too. Yes, Thank you very is. much, and everybody else who works in this building. <laughs> Mike in Ohio, you're on the blaze. Hi. It will absolutely drive you nuts. Okay. You'll remember it. I've got a brand new... Oh, wow. Got a brand new dial tone. Somebody just didn't want him to talk about a Melanie song. (laughs) Somebody. Whoa, the NSA just shut him down. (laughs) Uh, Wow. He's talking about brand new key from Melanie. No, you can't say that. You're going to get cut off. All right. Don't do that. (laughs) I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. I mean, let's get back to animals. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, it's another 70s song. They, I don't know. Yeah. There was something really warped and weird about the song choice uh, back then. 
Uh, they would sing about any stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, uh, but yeah, the brand new key lyrics were interesting because I think they were talking about something other than roller skating. Oh. No, what? Yeah. Isn't that Get out of here. Interesting. So what you're trying to tell me is if that's true with that song. Mm, uh-huh. It might be true with other songs. you're trying to tell me that mm-hmm. muskrat, muskrat. No, that one is literal. And delight. That one is no I mean, deeper what? than it seems on the surface. <laughs> that thing is about rodents. Okay. But this, I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay alone, but you've got something I need. Well, I've got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Think about it. I think that we should get together and try them out. You see, oh, yeah. I've been looking around a while. You got something for me. Oh, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Oh yeah, <laughs> a brand new key, huh? <laughs> That's interesting. <sighs> yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. interesting. Hmm. Ivan? <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of this time though. Uh, and this gives me hope for my own kids because I know they listened to music when uh, we weren't around that they probably shouldn't have. <laughs> but when I was this age, I, I didn't I didn't get those meanings from these songs. You know? Oh, it, I can remember. You don't really I, connect I, no, with that part of you it. You don't. Um, I remember being asked about a song. I'm trying to remember the stupid song from my uncle. Well, you know what that means, right? And I'm like, no. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know what it means. It's a was about a massage. And he's like, yeah, okay. No, and he just was, let it go? It was, it was yeah. So. yeah. And it's great how your family would uh, actually try. Yeah, we tried to talk. To make you even more disgusting and despicable than you already were. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> really? <laughs> but, you know, you think about a song like Afternoon Delight, which was so big when I was mm. in school, in junior high. And I, I had no idea that what that was about. I just thought they were going to meet up for lunch in the afternoon. Sure. I, I didn't know. Sky rockets in flight. You know, afternoon delight. Mm. Started out this morning feeling so polite. I always thought a fish could not be caught who wouldn't bite. (laughs) But you've got some bait awaiting, and I think (laughs) I might try nibbling a little afternoon delight. Giddy up. That's deep. (laughs) That is deep. That's deep. One thing you could say about the 70s songs they were deep. And you're not going to go back on that? The uh, 70s is the greatest decade of music? No, I'm sticking with it. Ugh. There were some exceptions to that. Role, there were. Obviously. There were some exceptions. <laughs> but there's some great bands. I mean, oh, Earl Smith, uh, you know, in Boston and Chicago. ACDC. And Foreigner and ACDC. I mean, it's, oh my gosh. I, the internet is so... I was spent an hour and a half looking at Angus Young, finding out about Angus Young the other night. And it was just, you know, back to the internet. It's great. It's so... It's, it's, it's incredible. Guy. It's incredible. It's incredible. Amazing. iTunes revolutionized everything. And, and then, you know, things like, uh, what's the one that you go to and you can just put any song in it? Not, uh, I'm not sure. Spotify? Not SoundCloud. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Just an amazing time. Mm-hmm. Amazing time. I love it. We'll see you Monday. Happy Friday. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.